We are live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm one of the other hosts, Paul. And I hope you, you people listening can hear the sound bite in the background as well, because it's freaking me the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> I know Sam, Grant and uh, Kev can't hear it, so uh, it'll be a nice surprise for them if they watch it back. But yes, uh, this is the new episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast, and we are joined by team podcast Grant and Kev. Hello, guys. <laughs> Welcome again. Evening. Feels like I've already seen you a few days ago. We kind of get rid of you. <laughs> Too good, man. Too good. Too good. So yes, uh, this one uh, we thought would be a little bit clever, and Goodwill spotted <laughs> it in the chat as well, with us doing uh, Friday the 13th on Sunday the 14th, we thought it would fit quite nicely. Marketing. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were funny when we were organising the episodes as well. <laughs> Our crack is shit, as we as use all Yep. <laughs> Yes, uh, so this episode is going to be trying to discuss the Marvel and the entertainment the wonder. of the Friday the 13th movies, uh, what we've all just experienced, um, and see what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we found out when we watched it. Um, <laughs> so if Sam wants to get a, the yeah, disclaimer... The- I get the disclaimer out of the way with first. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss any topic from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone come for us and tell us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms, so let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. And she did that without looking. Because well <laughs> I do have a bit of paper here that tells us what to say. <laughs> But I've noticed you changed the word toxicity. It's because I can't see it again. <laughs> I do change it every time. And I can see in the chat I'm already getting mocked for losing my beard as well. It's too fucking hot, guys. I'm sorry, but no. Sort of that was the reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, it is very warm. And like I say, you're going to see a fat lad sweating in, in this podcast today, guys. So. I fucking already am. <laughs> oh, same here. Absolutely same here. Well, I'm going to ask the same question as I did last time. We were all sat round together. How are you doing, guys? How um, is everyone? I'm a sweaty mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I thought I'd be clever and open the bedroom window up and get some air in here, yet the sun is blazing through the window. It's done nothing. Was it like that scene in Terminator 2 where the nuke drops? Uh, well, honestly, I'd be surprised if a Terminator isn't behind us, just giving us the thumb shortly. <laughs> like, it's so hot in here. You know, it's thumb it in any time, don't worry. Oh, my God. <laughs> it started already, and Grant hasn't even said now. <laughs> it's never normally him. That's true. <laughs> true. That's so... Yeah, so it's been an interesting week for like, like say with, uh, for, for, like for us nerds, there's been quite a lot of releases. I know Sandman's been on the top of everyone's, oh, hell yes. um, which is it just keeps getting better and better. And I, I know we have arranged to do a special Sandman episode this Friday as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a special episode. And I know Charlotte's very excited. She probably's in the background. Okay, I'm doing a note already. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it's amazing. Like the the trailer blew me away. The, the whole thing in itself, like, is just fantastic. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I can't wait to um, choose your words carefully. Can't wait to 
discuss <laughs> what we've all have experienced. But yes, yeah, I actually um watched Prey not long ago. Mm-hmm. I watched yes. it yesterday as well. Very much. Yeah, you watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I watched it the other week. It was so good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like the, it felt like a predator film. Yes. Like, it really did feel like a proper Predator film. Like, oh, it was just the... And the Predator himself, the mask was... I needed. I loved the mask because it reminded us of the river ghost from Predators. That's uh, what Ant said. And Demon. Mm-hmm. However, the second I took the mask off, the only thing I thought was herpy derpy. <laughs> it looked fucking ridiculous. Oh, oh I didn't mind it. It looked like uninvolved. It looked like someone had fucked a squid. Yeah, probably has. Don't they, don't they all look like that? <laughs> it, no, it, it literally looked like the deep had mated with a squid and that was what happened. Mm. I was going to say, does that make a canon to the boys? <laughs> but um, I like I liked that the fact it was pretty much, uh, I know we are talking about doing an episode where we are going to review it properly, but just to quickly touch on, I think what they're trying to do is not be too clever with the franchise. They went back yeah. to the original, the mm. basic first one, beast versus man and or woman shall we say um and didn't try and be too clever just said right what would happen if we got a predator a, a, a sophisticated hunting machine against a primitive like say humanity and how would the fair and that as simple as, as simple as it said worked instead of trying to be too overly yep. clever too many tricks yeah but it was fun that's that's what a film had to be fun and entertaining it- it felt like one of the first good films we've had this year. Mm. Like oh, the film that was good. There's a fair few good films that have been released, but there's been a lot of crap as well. Like a lot of films and TV shows this year is essentially here's nostalgia. That's your story. That's your plot. That's your characters. It's all nostalgia. There's nothing else there. And this one kind of had the throwback to nostalgia, but it had a lot of other stuff going on too. Yeah, yeah. Had a story. Yeah, I totally um, agree. But I um, I'm happy if someone chucks nostalgia in my face and say, I'm yeah, but, no, <laughs> but nostalgia is not a story. Yeah. Um, still watchable. <laughs> I, I watched another film yesterday as well because I like, mm-hmm. don't want to go too much deep into, into prayer. But um, I didn't think this would because my wife pitched it and she pitched it with. Both saying, oh, there's a film on Netflix. It's got Snoop Dogg and Vampires. Let's watch it. Mm. And I was thinking, this is going to be awful pile of shite. Uh, the day shift. It starred Jamie Foxx, and it was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it had some of the best vampire fight scenes since Blade. Uh, it in that. <laughs> and it was just entertaining. Had a killer soundtrack, and had Lost Boys references all the way through. Which, like, say, at the Snoop and having Snoop Dogg with a like, say, a machine gun as a vampire hunter was just fucking entertaining. <laughs> it <laughs> looks class. I need to watch it because, um, like I just said, my pal's in it, so I need to watch it. But yeah, like oh, a, this one's cool. Yeah, the opening's basically Jamie Foxx fighting a 90-year-old woman who's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> smashing, her, smashing each other through walls and stuff. And <clears throat> this, this 90-year-old woman's doing ninja moves that you've never seen. It's just... Honestly, go like after this podcast, everyone go and watch this film. It's it's it is brilliant. If I didn't have work tomorrow, it would be watched. <laughs> what about so you, we're Grant? gonna do it. Have you watched oh. anything? 
Um, obviously, I've been researching the movies for uh, for Friday nice. the <laughs> Same, yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite uh, franchises, but I've watched Prey probably about three or four times now. Really? Um, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with that movie. I love the way it's shot. Uh, obviously, we're going to review it. Don't want to give much away. Um, but I'm really excited about where the Predator franchise is going to go. Yeah, for the first After time this, in a long I think time. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a decent injection of uh, life into it. You know, it's, I didn't mind Predators, um, but the other it. one that came out was it the Predator, the, Predator. the one with the Boy, guy that had been off the war and he sends the thing to the kid and what yeah. have you. It's like, oh, what the mm. fuck is this? Yeah. Hey, um, Predators, we're going to steal autism. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, so we all love Prey. Yeah. 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 Prey was fantastic. I loved, um, there was one shot in it. I I don't know if any of you guys got it, but I thought it was fantastic. Um, Not going to give obviously much away because we're going through a podcast later on about it. Um, It was an aerial shot and you saw all the Comanche stalking through the woods. And it looked like literally any any scene you saw on the news from like a missing person like thing hmm. but they yeah were, they were oh like, like the, the search brother. parties and that yeah but they yeah. were hunting for the missing brother at the same time it was uh, it was quite a clever shot because it, it kind of put what you know from our media into that film and you just thought oh that's quite clever yeah it worked. cool in the gang so oh, we've got a few films to talk about today. <laughs> we have got a fair few to crack through, and it is that it is. And I do know that a few years ago there used to be a thing where we used to do summer summer slashes, mm-hmm. and for the whole entire summer, Instagram would just get on the slasher trail, and Jason yeah. obviously is right up there. So, and how fitting that it's absolutely boiling hot. Summer slashes. But I, I could take a dip in Crystal Camp Crystal Lake if I was there. <laughs> right now, I take the dip in the blood. Oh, snaps oh, if it's bloody cold. Um, yeah, let's get on to Friday the Thirteenth. The actual Friday the Thirteenth, the first of the franchise. Certainly. So this one, like say, this came out after Halloween, wasn't it? This is like say, oh, about, very much so. Yeah. Nineteen yeah, eighty. So yeah. So with this, it was kind of like trying to get on to the whole slasher careers and thinking like everyone was looking for that next franchise um i'm not going to say it was a halloween ripoff because it fair enough it was basically a slasher but totally different premise in a in a in a slight different way um with the first one especially because it wasn't like say the friday the 13th that became it it came with mrs Barohes as the main killer that like saying it was warpam warpam yes um And I, I can't remember the actress's name as well because when they did uh, interviews, she, I have Wikipedia. Betsy Palmer. Betsy Palmer. Yes. She actually hated being in this movie originally, didn't she? She didn't want to she be any part of it. She took the job so she could repair her car. Yes. <laughs> A lot of actors do that. Like Michael Caine did Jaws three, and he did it, and he got he was like, I got Jaws my 4. beach. Jaws four. I got my beach house out of it. Like this is some actors do do that. <laughs> yep. His most famous quote from that is, "I've never seen the film, but I've seen the house that bought me mother." Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, this is it, this Halloween came out in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. yeah. So me and my sister had a conversation the other day about the Jasons and the Michaels and. I don't. I'm not going to ask Paul because I know where his answer lies. But <laughs> Halloween, it's, it's or Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> Halloween or Friday the thirteenth. 
Scare-wise, Halloween. Yeah. Kills-wise and comedy, Friday 13th. That's exactly what I said. Exactly 13th for said. days for me. Yeah. 13th for days. I said Friday the 13th because of the mass amount of kills in it. Like, if you wanted sl- like slasher, that is a slasher. But and it movie? had Kevin Bacon in it. But no, I, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I don't, I honestly don't. I'm not taking anything away from Halloween at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. At all. Because I love it. But when it comes to like actual the slasher genre, I think Friday the 13th like, does it for us. Mm-hmm. That's why I like, I like, I love Jason so much. I think Michael's the scarier one because, you know, it's just some random bloke. He's not the undead, apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. apparently. <laughs> but I think what what I like about Michael Moore, again, like I said, not to take it away from Jason, I think Jason, depending on what movie we got, it changed so much. Like I say, from the first one, wasn't Jason, we had Mrs. Voorhees. Then we've mm-hmm. got Jason, um, like the human kind of way in Jason 2 Back and head. 3. Um, and then we've got like the supernatural Jason and, and so on. I think, and then what, what was it? Was it Jason 4 or 5? When it wasn't Jason, it was like the Scooby-Doo type it of was, Jason. It was 4. Yeah, it was 4. It was Roy. It was, it was Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Five. It was five, yeah. Grant's right. Oh yeah. my god, why are we getting these all mixed no, up? No, it was five, yes, because four, four was Tommy Jarvis. Four was little it Tommy was. Jarvis. And five is also Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. yeah. But... So six. They yes. were the best ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, right. Okay. Yeah. Grant's gonna keep us all right tonight. <laughs> yes. I've just watched all these. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> into one. But I think are... one of the things that gets like lost with time with the original Friday the thirteenth is we mentioned her there before is Betty Palmer's casting. In it because at the time that the movie came out, Betsy Palmer, as I understand it, was like the female Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Um, she was like a daytime oh, TV, right. TV icon that was like this sort of nicer than nice kind of cuddly old grandma kind of thing. And Friday the 13th at the time was cast in such a way that nobody saw it coming mm-hmm. that Betsy Palmer was going to be the killer because nobody would have ever considered somebody that was regarded the way Betsy Palmer was on daytime TV mm-hmm. to be this murderous, you know, killer, killer, mommy, killer, you know, <laughs> absolutely out of our goddamn yeah. mind. Um, you know, it's like I say, I think it's got lost with time a little bit. And obviously Jason has overruled the Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We're also got massively. lost. Mm-hmm. What also got lost with time with that one is the fact that it was a female killer. Yeah. It was unheard of. That's true. That is true. It did. I, I don't know if I remember, like I, I can't remember when I first watched Friday the 13th, but I always remember my dad telling us how terrified he was at the ending. Yeah. Like the ending re- on the boat, mm-hmm. like really freaked him out because like at the time it was jump scares weren't the thing. Mm-hmm. And that was like a very major jump scare. <laughs> and he yep. says it used to freak him. I can never remember if he said he, he really enjoyed the film, but that scared him or that just simply scared him. <laughs> Because dad's not really hitting a horror. <laughs> no, certainly. I was trying to think as well, because um, with this one as well, wasn't it Tom Savini, one of his first films that he like, like, started uh, producing? Because I know... I don't think Tom Savini done the first one, did he's he? He's not, he no, but he is the co-creator of Jason. So for all he's not... Um, He's not, he's not credited as a producer or anything along those lines, makeup artist. He is the co-creator of Jason. I thought he was... Uh, the vision... Because he was no. the one that got... Uh, like I said, worked out how to do the Kevin Bacon through the neck thing. Oh yeah, he might, he might have been the consultant makeup wise, but he mm-hmm. definitely Didn't hadn't much to do with the film. do with the actual film, and it what that wasn't until later on. I think but it his... was. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think it was number three because there's an Easter egg for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll get into that one when we start talking yeah, about number three. Yeah, but no, I, I was reading about Tom Savini's um, because I, gen- I generally didn't know he was the co-creator of yeah. Jason as we know him today mm-hmm. um, because he wanted to make sure on three, when he gets the mask, what he envisioned was put on screen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, makeup wise, I do think that's him and somebody else. And I can't remember who the other person is. Yeah, oh, Tom Zavini kind of overshadowed it. Sorry, Paul. No, it's fine. Just because I remember, like I said, having an interview with him and he was telling me about the hardest part of the like the original Friday the 13th movie was that shot with Kevin Bacon on the mm. bed where they had to do, like, say, the, the kind of the, the arrow going through. And it, it wasn't meant to, like, spurt the way it did. But they couldn't have done the shot again because it was like a one shot and done, and it was kind of yeah. like see that's that's what they went with. We said um, yeah. it was the first time they had to do like like try and work out because it was a very sh- like little space. Kevin Kevin Bacon was supposed to be very uncomfortable, like stuffed in like say a little area uh, to show it. But it was like as I said, using the fake chest and the neck. But I remember him saying he was like one of his proudest shots that he did uh, in the film. And it should be because it is such a spectacular kill. My favorite kill of all time on that film is the girl who gets the axe in the face because <laughs> she just stands there and takes it. <laughs> I absolutely love that kill because it's just that, and it, it's a tr- it's a thing for Friday the Thirteenth that I've noticed: women scream first and then die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she started it. She is the starting point of that. <laughs> I think, my, I think my favourite kill in that one was probably the last kill of the film. Which one? Um, Pamela Dyan. Pamela yep. Dyan. Because it was stupid. There was no need for that much slow motion at all. <laughs> I mean, did you see the angle of the machete as well and how it was coming and how it was shot and where she was in comparison to Mrs. Voorhees? Like, the physics of that film for me were just like, my God, you've been on some mushrooms if you've edited this together. It was terribly edited. But again, it was the final girl against a female killer. So for me, mm-hmm. blew my mind. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It's like say there was a lot of like as I said, landmarks and stand like like putting things first. Like say, I said, it, there was a lot of risks for this movie as well, I think. Massive. And it was very much of its time saying, Oh, like if you're a teenager, you're having sex, this is, you're going to get, it's bad, you're going to end up dying. That was kind of like the big craze when it was like trying to like stop all the promiscuity. But I think a lot of movies came about and like, like even like the Halloween movies and stuff. But I think Friday the 13th put it on the map, like with the tits and ass. Like, like there's not many horror films that go, like if you're going to be in this film, your tits and ass are going to be on show. Yeah. I think oh, you have yeah. one or two in Nightmare on Elm Street and a couple in Halloween. Yeah. But Friday 13th, it's, it very much seems to be every bloke's going to be a fucking idiot jock. Mm-hmm. Every woman is going to be a model with tits. Oh, tits-out. Crispin Glover. Crispin, oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll into get that into in that. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, man. I God, <laughs> well, that, 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 that's a good point to come on though, because like I say, when you look through the cast of the Friday the Thirteenth, there was mm-hmm. quite a few people I did get the start. Like as we mentioned, Kevin Bacon, Goonies, uh, our Goonies reference. I'll get it in now. Uh, Corey Feldman, like I say, Goonies never die. He didn't die during this movie, so just just saying that. I wasn't just in that one either. 
No, no, he was in the little cameo in the in the one that followed when he was and the uh, next one. Was he in the next one as well? Like I said, that's yep. the one that my memory does uh, go a little bit hazy with because, as I said, I reckon things. the Goonies is canon. The Goonies is always canon for every movie corn. Yeah, <laughs> Everything there's, there's a great big the time jump between four and five, man, where you don't know what happened to Tommy Jarvis. He goes yep. from being like four years old to being like eighteen. I reckon he went with a foster family, and the minute he saw Sloth, that's, the door. that's when he got locked up. Yeah, exactly. That's when he got locked up. He saw Sloth and went, I've seen you with a hockey mask on before. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly what that's it is. That's a very good point. That's where the psychotic break happens. Oh the my God, listen to you. <laughs> See, everyone's coming, everyone's coming around my way thinking now, so the Goonies is life. Yeah. Gosh, it really is a cult. We've been brainwashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll retire now. Wait, just, <laughs> just have a word with Corey Feldman. I'm sure he'll help you out. Oh, I don't want to hear the stories of what he went through. <laughs> no, he's got a documentary for that. You don't no. need to listen to him. No. Um, what was I going to say about the first one? Because we were talking about the cast, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Bacon, man. Yeah, like. That is the big name out of like when you, I mean, a lot of the. Um, he wasn't big then, though. No, but the final girl, Alice, um, what's her name? Adrian, Adrian King. Yeah. She's in the next one, isn't she? Yeah. She's yeah. the only one that got two. Yeah. Apart from Tommy Jarvis. Right. Right. Interesting. <laughs> so, are we done with the first one? Is there anything anyone wants to say about the first one? I think as a whole, like as a film by itself, like if you take that one out of the franchise, um, I know two follows on pretty things, but as a standalone movie, it is one of the better ones, and that normally does it happen is. with the first, uh, like say with the first one, like the first Halloween is the better better horror film, and the first Scream is the better Scream, and I think that that's like I say a trend that does come with the slashers, but I think as a standalone um, story. This is the more coherent, shall we say? Yeah. That doesn't go. Uh, like, say, I know we get the little jump scare at the end, and the little twist, which I think works really well. But then we get into like what happened to Jason afterwards, because the Jason at the end of Friday the Thirteenth one isn't the same Jason we're getting the others. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Well, it's, it's very it's, different. With um, Friday Thirteenth, this is what I, I like have arguments with my pals all the time with it because they're like, oh. Like Friday 13th, one kickstarted the franchise. It kickstarted what we know. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Friday 13th, one started a story. Friday 13th, two carried it on. Mm-hmm. Friday 13th, three, three nearly had mm-hmm. the entire thing cancelled. But the second Jason put on that hockey mask, Jason. that's where the franchise was born. So just these box sets I got. So there's the first one. Nice. The second one and the third one. So nice. hopefully they keep bringing well, them out like that. Because I love the poster the th- style. The yeah. third one is the one that kickstarted the franchise because yeah. that's where it was going to get cancelled. But the second he put on the hockey mask, they went, hold on, we can do something with this. And they begged for a fourth, got the fourth, and that's where the franchise was born because mm-hmm. it was going to be cancelled. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, chat. have we got any mo- anyone who's a moderator in tonight? We do indeed. Don't worry, we'll yeah. get them sorted. Thank you. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, just spamming shit, but thank you, anyone who's sorting that out. Um, Friday, the third, <laughs> Friday the 13th is just, it is one of my top favourite films. Like, I am a yep. huge Jason fan, like massive. Um, I've been drinking out of his head all day. Yeah, you'll, oh, I, 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 my mug! Yeah, your mug. Though. My mug! Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Give it to us and head there. Oh, well. <laughs> it's that, that early on. It's not even eight o'clock yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Friday the 13th is like one of my favorite, like favorite slasher films. I love Halloween, mm-hmm. for, but it's for different reasons than why I love mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. And I just think for kill wise, it's great. And it has, and it probably gives it uh, like one of my favorite slashes is uh, Sleepaway Camp. And it's very much of the same. It's awful but it's so awful it's good yeah it's fucking fantastic but it's, it's terrible that end scene just the noise that will haunt me for the rest of my life i really want paul to watch it so please don't spoil the end but i know what happens in the end I've, everyone's read about it i've found about it now but just that look at that stupid girl's face and just put us off watching to be honest that, ah, oh, no, felicia, felicia rose who plays that <laughs> is one of the nicest people ever and she yeah. is she goes to every horror convention and she still pulls that bloody face bless her <laughs> she still make the damn noise because that haunted me oh. oh i love that film so much and um, but it does give us proper friday the 13th feels but it's because yeah. it's that camp environment um, that you don't, we don't tend to move away from mm-hmm. until around three or four. Um, I no, because I know that camp. we are. I think I know we are at Crystal Lake, but are we with camp? I don't, can't remember if we're with the actual like camp. It's people. it's within camping grounds. Um, mm-hmm. you're, you're still within the like the camp, like Crystal Lake. The camp is still within distance. That's like you see them all walking to it and stuff like that, and they've moved at different places. Yeah. Um, th- this is what pissed me off about the franchise. <laughs> Not that they moved the camp, the fact that they changed the camp's name so many times, Camp Crystal Lake, Camp Emerald Green, Camp Forest Green. Then the yeah. next episode is back to Camp Crystal Lake because they've said, we don't want anything to do with it. We don't want the memory. So Crystal Lake's gone. Three episodes later, back to Crystal Lake. They're always making mistakes. But what about you, Grant? I know you've been sitting patiently. What's your thoughts on, like, say, the first one of the franchise? Um, I adore it. It's, you know, it, what you mentioned there about Sabini. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I really, really adore about the first one is I do think it's very um, innovative mm-hmm. in yeah. relation to a lot of the effects and a lot of the way that certain things were kind of, you know, they make the most of what they can you know there's a lot of off-screen kills but you get yep. to see the aftermath like the guy that's been um arrowed to the wall and all that kind of stuff another amazing skill set that pamela Voorhees seems to have got all <laughs> over the years is that she becomes an olympic class archer and manages to absolutely do well, what she's not telling guy. you is she failed this city she was the green arrow <laughs> do you know i don't even think of it that way you know when i'm thinking of the kills that it is like pamela Voorhees who's doing it yeah do you know what i mean like i'm actually thinking oh that that's like a fully grown man doing it and it's not it's her yep it just be crazy Bitches be skilled. Really crazy. <laughs> Bitches be skilled. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Final girls be tripping over yeah. anything. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the game I played today. Who's the final girl? Have you oh, seen, I love the final girl. Have you seen um, the TikTok thing that a lot of people do, where they, they get like couples of the friends, and they see they, they'll mark a distance. And they see if they can get to the house and unlock the door before the killer gets to them. And the killer just walks. So they do like a Jason or Michael impression. And literally, you run from the end to the street. And what you find is most people either drop the keys, like stumble because they're in that much of a panic and frantic. It's the yep. ones that keep calm and put the keys in and fix it. If you walked it like 
just a few feet in, in, in front of Michael or the Calais thing. It's just basically if you get yourself in that mindset, even you know you're not going to get killed. Yeah. I think about 80% of the people dropped the keys or didn't get in before the killer got in them. So it was quite an interesting test to do that a lot of people would die in these type of situations. Yeah, I would this, not be a final girl. <laughs> this is a um, this is a conversation I had with Charlotte the other day when she was watching um, Jigsaw. The I think it was the final Saw film before Spiral. Mm-hmm. Like every single trap was a piece of piss to get out of. It needed three seconds of common sense. And everyone's like, oh, I could do that. You, you fucking couldn't. Like, if you're going to get your fucking head ripped off and you think you are, you're panicking. You're not thinking. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you've just said. Like, mm-hmm. it's common sense, but you're not thinking. You're panicking. Yeah. And when you panic, you make mistakes. People don't stay calm in situations that don't stay calm in emergencies. And that's where things go wrong. People don't think. So what, we, just... need, what we need now is a video of Kev chasing down Charlotte. Are you kidding? <laughs> you want me to run? No, Be you like, to listen. walk, you to walk, Charlotte run away. See if she can get in the house before she, you get to her. Of course she could, she'll turn around. Hoof is at the balls drop as like a turn and walk off. It is Charlotte we're talking about here. Maybe if it was me, because I I would literally just piss my pants laughing. That's what I do when I'm scared. I just laugh. Shall I put a mask of boiler suit on and start skipping down the street after you? You did a careful about yourself. <laughs> Be fucking class. Oh my god, just imagine like nerdy up north shorts and it's like Kev dressed as Michael, like skipping along the road chasing us. It could be done. I wouldn't be chasing Donna because Donna would just turn Donna would just turn around and just start attacking your back. So yep, Donna would chase you back. <laughs> Donna would start molesting you. I know, I was gonna say, especially if you dressed up as Michael Myers, she would be all up in that. <laughs> oh my god, we're going to a horror convention with Donna, I've just remembered. Yeah, and there's be, like so many grind. Michaels there. It's just gonna be grinding on so many people. <laughs> they have scare houses as well. I can't wait to get Donna in one of them. Snail trails <laughs> all class. over the place. It's gonna be class. Um so we're gonna move on to the second one. Yes. So this one right. like I said, did the whole Halloween thing where it was just like a straight follow-up, like because yeah. there wasn't really a time jump or anything like that. It was like yeah. a few weeks, a month after it's always the day after or a couple or not long after the only time jump i noticed was um tommy was it tommy yeah Yeah. tommy jarvis that's the only time jump i noticed everything else was either the day after yeah so between one and two they don't address it but there's supposed to be a jump of uh five years five years and you get you get the bit where alice hardy is killed by jason Mm-hmm. And then he returns to Camp Crystal Lake, and the next camp that is gets getting set up is around about five years after oh. the events of um, Alice dying, and therefore, mm-hmm. essentially, the original movie. Cool. No days. This one, as I said, I'm going to get a lot of shit here because I know the Halloween two get has a lot of fans, but it's not one I actually enjoy. I think Hallow- uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two does it better than yeah. Halloween Two. I'm going to massively disagree on that one and say <laughs> this is like my least favourite in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I, have, I don't mind this. And I, I don't mind the aesthetic look of the burlap sack either. I don't like the sack head. <laughs> See, I don't mind the burlap sack. And it's taken us all day to actually say burlap sack. Just because call, I can't... Just, just, just call him <laughs> one-eyed sack. One-eyed sack. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I actually don't mind the look. Yeah. I quite like it. It's quite, uh, it's different. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like. Yeah, I, I think it like brings on the only thing that 
kind of throws me is the as as I said earlier, the Jason in the lake is completely different. So has he been on the roids? Has he been like did he got out the lake? Did he suddenly start growing? Like like he got he got out, he went to California, started training with Arnold for Mr. Universe, realized it was Lou Ferrigno he was going against, went whoa, and went back home. All within six weeks to get like <laughs> he done mint. Within five years. Yeah. So, Needs a montage. Montage. Yep. Motherfucking montage. montage. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, like I say, I thought it was thoroughly entertaining. Like I say, it was fun. Um, like I say, the, the kids did the same mistake going back to the camp. Like I say, you got the same yokels and, and stuff saying, no, don't go there, people die and shit like that. So it's like the foreshadowing again. But as a whole, I thought, like I say, the two fit nicely and worked, mm -hmm. like I say, really well. And they complemented each other. Exactly. Yeah, and like as you said, like it was tits ahoy, so I wasn't going to complain, especially as a teenage boy. But like I said, it was a very, like I say, favourable franchise for that reason. Yeah, sorry, I'm just laughing at Donna. Donna's just caught on what we've been seeing. <laughs> <laughs> watch this i didn't watch it as part of my watching party this weekend because i had seen it not long ago and mm -hmm. um, it kind of just blended into the first one for us yeah so i but just I, felt like i was but then and not in a bad way i'm not yeah. saying it was like a bad thing it just it, it kind of all blends into one for me yeah but yeah. the burlap burlap sack is very memorable because i genuinely I don't know if it could. I don't think it could have held the franchise like the hockey mask did. No, well, that's one of the reasons it's yeah. It but I do, but I do generally like it. I just think it's so different, and I know they used it in Fear Street, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I, I, there's just something about it that makes us think that's it was very creepy. It was very creepy, and like I say, it was mm -hmm. very off-putting type thing, and. A lot of horror films, as I said, now they, they do sequels where you get like this is a de definitive part, like two, yeah. where this one just felt like a chapter. So yeah, that, that's where, like I said, some films do this well, like Fear Street done it brilliantly because mm. it because it was how it was released as well. And again, harping back to the original Halloween and Halloween Two, it felt like a like say part like chapter one and chapter two. Then went to Halloween three because they tried to move away from the franchise and move away from Michael Myers. That that's what I quite liked about this, where it was kind of like it's not really a sequel; it's just basically continuation, continuation. Yeah. of the story. And I thought if to continue down that road, in my eyes, again, I'm not like I say a brilliant filmmaker or like I say I'm just a fan who enjoys shit. I I think I would have enjoyed the later films more, but then. We got into the realms of fantastic and, like, say, went, like, say, with everything with the 80s, people got on drugs and decided well, this will be a good idea. It's yeah. just the way, it's the way of the slasher movie, though, isn't it? It is. It, it really is. You get, like, the first couple, I think we've talked about this before in when we did our slasher episode. Um, they just get carried away with themselves because they're given a budget and they're like, right, we're just gonna, we're just gonna fuck this up. Like, we're gonna go as fucking crazy as we want. And it just ends up ruining a franchise mm. or ruining the slasher genre in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's what it did. Um, I'm probably being a bit harsh when I say it's like my least favourite. It's it's not my least favourite. It's just, it's the least memorable for me, um, mm. if that makes sense. Because 
there, there wasn't many memorable kills in it. No. Like, nothing that jumps out and screams. Oh, Grab's got oh, to oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Is he going to see the wheelchair? Absolutely, mate. Mark Jarvis with that machete to the face yep. is a absolutely stunning kill. The <laughs> only reason that one sticks in my mind is because it's in flashbacks in other films. Yes, it is. It's in, it's in four. Uh, I think it's in three and four. When they're doing the the flashback of the, well, because they recap the whole thing, don't they? They yep. tend to do that in like. Well, th- this is yeah. Th- this is one of my main problems with the franchise. Is literally, if you took the flashbacks out, the film would be an hour long. <laughs> but sometimes the flashback hey, is yeah. needed, like the Tommy Jarvis thing with Corey Feldman. <laughs> um, Corey Feldman coming back as a little flashback when he sees him coming out with a grave, and then it flashes up to new Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. I like that. I genuinely like that. It was nice to see Corey Feldman come back. It was. It's like a return to the franchise for him, and it was mm-hmm. it was good. I, I would have liked to have seen more. Sorry, I'm not noticing. I'm going dark, so I'm just trying to get a little bit of a spooky feel. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> don't grow the beard back. Uh, it'll come back one day. It's just going to take a while. Just it was too hot, guys, and it was getting sticky. A sticky beard is oh, never no. a fun beard. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> it depends who your beard. It depends who your beard is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Friday the Thirteenth, guys. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's it's a film about like premarital sex. This was always going to happen. <laughs> That is true. That yes. is true. So who was the ones going into the woods today? But that was the thing. It was always the teenage girl, and it was always the girl that was leading the boys away, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> always, which is daft, because it, let's face it, in reality, that's just not. <laughs> but but the second one, like I say, as I thought, was enjoying it. But where we're going to talk about our least favorite of the franchise. Well, I'm happy to move on to number three. Has <laughs> Grant got anything to add about two? Because he was very quiet the only, there. The only thing that I would add about two, generally, you mentioned it about it nearly getting cancelled and all that kind of stuff. I think part of what Friday the 13th 2 suffered from the most was that there was another film released in the same year that is almost identical format and was a better film, uh, The Burning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the burning's got a very, very similar feel. I don't remember rightly. It's been a lot of years, but the color for most of it has got a sack hood on sack, as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it it's a better put together slasher, yeah. and it was it was almost like they just. I can't remember. Well, obviously, I can't remember because I was only born in '81, so it's not like I went and saw it. But I don't know from the release dates which one came first. Yeah. But I think out of the horror that year. It was just the case of Friday the 13th part two was a bit mm-hmm. meh and the burning was just you know, a bit of an assault on the senses. Um, yeah. You know, it's grittier, it's raw, it's gorier. Um, you know, the unmasked um, killer in the burning as well with, you know, the, the burn victim thing going on is infinitely more terrifying. Um, it is probably my least favourite out of the franchise as well, just because it obviously we're looking back on them mm-hmm. and it feels like a filler. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like they had the end game with three mm-hmm. and it was like, Oh, well, what are we going to do in between? It's like, could you not afford a hockey mask? <laughs> you know, this was Tom Savini's uh, vision. Could he not just have the hockey mask from there? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was his vision, wasn't it? Because he was said in the third one, he was absolutely adamant that that hockey mask was getting on that face. <laughs> oh, do you know how that actually came about? No. 
Um, the reason the hockey mask came about is because they got sick of the burlap sack because the fella couldn't see because it kept slipping. So they sent someone out to go and buy a, like buy a mask and find something that looks terrifying. And he came back and he goes, oh, well, I'm a hockey player. I've got a mask in my car. Should we try that? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Tom Savine looked at it and thought, you're a goalie. We'll put some here and here, mm-hmm. drill an extra hole or two. Yeah. There we go. Done. That's where the mask came from. Awesome. No, it's... No, it's spot on. Now, like I say, it's it's a it's a great it's a it's one of them moments a bit like as well. Like I keep because it's a it's a slasher film. Are we, <laughs> are we all, we always going to go half back to like other like franchises as well? Like yeah, yeah. Do, like, I kind of like that moment when that guy went in the shop for Halloween, bought a, a yeah. Shatner what mask, turned it inside out, and painted it white, and just uh, cut the eye holes out of it. Yeah. And yeah, then, made them bigger. Yeah, and like the genius, the scream mask, of, based on that, uh, the that famous painting, the scream. Thinking that, how would that work as a mask? And like, say, gold, literally, like, say, and them type of masks are gonna live on longer than probably the films at times. Like, people will recognize the masks before recognizing, like, say, parts of the film. It's the same with Friday the Thirteenth. If you told any, asked anyone to name something about the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. They'll say Jason and his and the mask, mm-hmm. rather than like mm. say the actual kills. But yeah. I just want, wanted to point out as well because this is how well like say that these type of franchises, all these type of movies were doing at the time. The budget for Friday the Thirteenth, the original one, without looking it up, guys. Do you know what the budget was? It was tiny. It was um, it's a couple of hundred thousand, mm-hmm. if that. Five hundred and fifty thousand. Yep. And it made fifty nine million. Yep. Wow! So uh, mm-hmm. done really well. That is really good. Like eighties times as well. Like unbelievable. Answer. So that would like if it was come out the same time. Like say, I think the biggest low budget movie of all time is Blair Witch. Like say compared, so it's amazing people discourage or look down at these type of movies, like especially horror as a genre. I know I had a discussion like on the Facebook group about horror movies, like in general, and people saying, "Oh, don't class certain films as a horror movie because it's just based on jump scares." But these films don't get the respect they deserve because, mm-hmm. like, say, as a money as a money making business, there is not a franchise or there's not a movie that makes more money on lower lower costs than horror. Yeah, well, your prime example on this one mm-hmm. movie based on jump scares. The godfather of uh, slasher films, Halloween. Mm-hmm. How many jump scares in the original Halloween? There were several. Mm-hmm. Friday 13th, jump scares there. Nightmare on Elm Street, jump scares there. Scream, jump scares there. The Silence of the Lambs, it just goes and goes and goes. There's the, always a jump scare. The biggest one of them all, Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> Jaws, yeah, absolutely. The head. Mm-hmm. The head but I just, I th- the most valid point in relation to how you get a good jump, jump scare. And it's all to do with the scoring. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. always the musical element or the sound mm-hmm. effect element. And you've always got that never boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. And it starts intensifying. When you hear that bass intensifying, your heart starts going, your breathing becomes more rapid and shallow, and you start panicking. It's cleverly done. It's so clever because it feels like a heartbeat in your head. Mm-hmm. It's Definitely. fantastic. And it's an adrenaline rush. That's the yeah. thing. Like, it is. There's nothing like... Like you can enjoy a movie, like you, you'll watch your Marvel films, you come out afterwards and be buzzing. But there's nothing like the thrill that you get when you watch one of these films, like in the dark, 
um, like say for the first time, you get a jump scare, the adrenaline afterwards, you can't, the, the people always say, oh, I can't sleep after I watch a horror film. It's because you're wired. It's because your yeah. body is yeah. like say, pumping through all these things because people might not like to admit it, but everyone enjoys a little bit of, to be scared in a little yeah. way. Absolutely, I love being scared. Like Let's I find it. it hilarious. How many people on this podcast and in this chat right now, not thinking? How many of you have went on a date to a horror film? I went to see Up and got like say that was a mistake. Cheapest creepers. <laughs> I think we've all I think we've all done dates to a horror film. Yeah, absolutely. Because we all like being in scared. It, yeah. it's a rush. It's an endorphin rush, but at the same time. Well, you know what you get at the end. <laughs> oh my Shaky God. <laughs> it just helps, Grant. It just helps. And I thought you I thought you t- said you wouldn't tell anyone. Oh that was God. my arthritis. So I'm just reading the statistic. That his mouth. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just reading the statistic here about the third Friday the 13th. It's It received, obviously, negative reviews by critics but it was the first film to remove et off the number one off box office spot and became the second highest grossing horror film in 1982 behind poltergeist even though people fucking hated it (laughs) yeah because 1982 was not a good year for horror um the thing that always put me off because what, like, see, this is. I know we had a big craze of it not too long ago when Avatar came out. Every film and its dog had to be released in 3D. 3D. And this mm. was one of the ones where, like, horror as a as a whole decided what's going to be scary in the horrors uh, a 3D element, and that's where we got the things where like you got the pitchfork coming straight at you on the spear thing, gun. The spear gun, like all the camera angles were just so obvious, and like, say. Like you could tell they were fake that much because of the 3D element. That's why this one is my least favorite because it it feels so staged at times because of the the 3D aspect. Yeah, it took me yeah. a lot when I was watching it the other day. When was it Friday? I watched it on Friday, um, and I was like, "Oh my god, you can sort out!" Like without even looking it up, mm-hmm. I could tell this was 3D. But I also didn't know that on Friday was the 40th anniversary. Of Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, yep. and I watched it on its anniversary, and I didn't know. My favorite part of Number Three, oh, sorry, my least favorite part of Number Three so far, was the bikers. They did not need to be there at all. Oh my God, they were just <laughs> terrible. It felt like a completely oh separate God. story going on. It it's the fact that when he ran in, and he went, "Hey," and then his arm got chopped off, and it's like, yep. "What are you gonna do?" <laughs> I mean, no one. If, let's face it, you've got a fella that's just killed two of your mates. You're not going to run up behind him and shout, hey, you're hey. going to run up behind him with a two by four. Exactly. And he's out. I did like the end of this, though. Yeah. I, gen- on the first one. I genuinely did like the ending of this one, the especially when she she decides to become Mrs. Voorhees. I did like that aspect of it. But I do know that they, they kind of play on that side of Jason again. Like he's very, um, he's easily led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I, my favourite part of the film was the very, very end of number three. The very, very end. The, is it the where he gets hanged? Or? No, it's where his mother jumps out of the water at the boat instead. Of oh, him. my God, yes. <laughs> they flipped the first film, and I thought that was a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. Because no one expected that. And then going forward, everyone thought it was going to be Pamela Voorhees as the killer again. Yeah, I never even thought. I completely forgot about that because the ending... 
where the, like the the kill of Joy, kill of Jason, I thought was spectacularly done. Very smooth how she got him to air hang. <laughs> she did that with a lot of calmness. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say there, Grant? Um, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, as much as some of the cinematography in Friday the 13th Part 3 is debatable because of that 3D element, mm-hmm. the, the end and sequence of this movie from the point at which Jason gets hung up to the very end, I think, is absolute genius. Um mm-hmm. The hanging is its definitely one of those moments where everybody at the time is thinking, "Coach she's got him. You know what I mean? The way that he pulls himself off the hang rope is absolutely brutal. You get the axe to the face. The bit with Pamela Voorhees, I think the reason that that is so effective is because you get two jump scares in very quick succession leading mm-hmm. up to Pamela Voorhees. You get the boat bumping into the log and the yes, with uh-huh. hand and is something going to jump out and get her immediately as you take your breath and relax the ducks fly off behind them and you get a second jump scare and that lures the audience into a complete false sense of security mm-hmm. thinking that it's just going to go off and then ultimately the very very end and something that's very very rare for your final girls um is it who is it chrissy I think it was in this one. Yeah. Um, you know, Chrissy's not, oh, you know, it's okay sitting there in the back of an ambulance drinking tea. She's just watched everybody she loves die. She gets driven off in that car, maniacal, hysterical, mm-hmm. shaking like a shitting dog, wreck of a human being. Yeah. And that's what you would be like after an encounter with Jason Voorhees. Yeah. The last, Riding. Yeah, exactly. It's the polar opposite of Alien for me, this one. The last 15 <laughs> minutes of, uh, night of Friday the 13th Part 3 is genius horror. Um, yeah. I, I, to- I totally agree. The hanging scene made me genuinely gasp. It's when he he drops, when he, when he drops off and then he drops again. Mm-hmm. He drops for the second time and his feet yeah. don't touch the floor. And I'm like, <gasps> like I generally gasp because like I'm thinking in my head, oh, well, he's just it's not long enough, he's just gonna hit the floor. It's Jason, of course, he's coming out of this. But when it didn't, I generally gasped and not that's like 40 years later, and it still manages to get that kind of emotion out of us. And um, but Grant, you are so right. When she goes to that car, she is it's like hysterical, like uh, like her brain, you, you see in that moment her brain just go, <laughs> we're out, <Yeah>. ta-ta, <laughs> you do, can deal with this one on your own. But I think they do that a lot with these films, like the Friday the 13th especially, because as you said, a lot of normal movies and stuff, people lose the best friend, like Scream, a boyfriend, like she's just been attacked by a killer and she's going to school the next year. It's like, what the fuck, I wouldn't be going back to school for six months. But yeah. um, in this, the people are damaged afterwards. Like if yeah. you look if you go back like I know we've done the first two. The first one, she's in a hospital and she's like going home and she's not safe in her own home. She's freaking out any little noise. That that's what you would be. And again, a lot of movies don't take that aspect seriously, but what well, these do as well. Like if when we talk about the next episodes, like what happens to the the people lead in and it builds on to the next films. And this is again, as much as I give Friday the thirteenth shit for the coherence from the first one where Jason bolts up for number two, from the third one when he gets the axe in the head, in the fourth one, the mask and even Jason's got a scar. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the coherence of the films, like I know 
people might think, oh, it's just little things. But it's a little things that matter more mm. to fans. It's like, right, they're, they're taking this shit seriously. And yeah. even though these films are absolutely stupid and most of them are shit, like, I'll, I'll be honest, like, watching it back, like, some of the shoot, shooting and stuff, it's so shit, you love it. But mm-hmm. um, it's the fact that they've, they've went, right, we haven't got much money, but we're going to keep these little things the same. And you think, right, they actually give a shit when they're making these films as well, so it makes you care a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. with with these ones, they were some of the first horror films to show PTSD, mm-hmm. and yeah. they've done it really well because you would be absolutely traumatized afterwards. You would be a, I hate to use the term, but you would be a basket case afterwards. You'd be your takeaway. Mm-hmm. That'd be a, if it was me, I'd be locked in a padded cell. I'd be bouncing off the walls. Oh um, my god, I wouldn't have been able to put one foot in front of the other. I'd be going it's... crazy. Um, but that that's done really well. Um, as you say, the continuity with the scars and stuff like that, where he's got like the holes in the hockey yeah, mask and the, stuff. Yeah, it's the, the chunk well, bit like that. At the minute four kicked in, and like I saw him for the first time, I went, "Holy shit!" Like that's from the third one. <laughs> like, yeah. Absolutely love it. It's absolutely fantastic how they do this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are right, Paul. Some of it is absolutely laughable, and I think oh, that, yeah. I think that's the appeal of these films. You can sit and absolutely piss yourself laughing at someone being slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Oh, great! Like no, like we, we we all question. Like well, to be honest, like say well, when we've done this podcast enough, we know Sam's a psychopath. One out of out of us. Uh, <laughs> Come on, uh, watch me. As she tries to d- deny it, but um, like see, it, that's the thing where some of the times. With horror films and stuff, you root for the victims. With the Jason ones, you kind of root for Jason. Root for Jason. kind of about it. Uh, Every time. But um, when, as I said, we've got the, the mask, and like I said, when we led on to, um, like I said, Friday the 13th, part, part four, what was called the, the final chapter, yep. uh, which I like to call the Goonies episode uh, of, of this Friday it the 13th. <laughs> Do you know what the tagline was called for this? It's not the fi- it's not really the final chapter, guys. <laughs> That's what it said on IMDb because I've had a list of them all yeah. on IMDb, and it's like underneath it, it's got this is really not the final chapter. Don't worry, don't yep. panic. Because <laughs> uh, well, like I say, it was meant to be it was meant to be cancelled on the third one. Mm. But this is the Crispin Glover one. Oh, get yep. in, get in. Because he's a dead fuck. He's a dead fuck. What an insult, though. What an insult. Like, when he's starting up, getting, oh, you're a dead fuck. Well, what does that mean? Good. It's a shit. This, like I said, this is the one, when I watched, that you realise that men, like say, and I'm like, seen as a card-carrying man, are the adherent human like species on this earth. The way men treat women and treat each other it just sickens you. And this <laughs> film showcases it so well. Uh, from the opening when they're in the hospital and you get the seedy fucking uh, mort- mortician oh. going on, like, talking about a dead body, saying, oh, she's cute. And then perving on the nurse who, like, the nurse is yep. going, no, no, I don't want this. Portraying every fucking stereotype saying when the woman says no, she really means yes, which makes us, it, it pisses you off now, but you can see... Like the gets was, your back up, doesn't it? Yeah, that that was oh, very much of the time. And sorry, I'm getting the feminist r- rants out at the moment. At least you are, because <laughs> I problem. was like, I was, I was just in it for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew what I was getting out of this film. Like I was waiting for that fucking dance, and uh, I just did That's not disappoint. It did not disappoint. Now, see, Mr. Antoine, we're watching it. 
he has to be listening to something else. He is not listening to the music that we can hear. And he's not. Do you know what he's actually listening to? ACDC. Why would he dance like that to ACDC? <laughs> the, the rhythm's probably a lot different. It depends which song as well. Um, it's just mint, man. I oh, my God. Think it's this film with the reference that I was on about before. Um, is it number four where the bloke's doing the handstand walk to go and get the beers? Or was it number three? I think that's four. Four, right. So when she gets out of the shower and he's just been cut in half doing the handstand walk, Mm-hmm. and he's stuck up in the rafters in the roof and the blood starts dripping down on the magazine. Mm-hmm. The page that it starts dripping down onto that she's reading is in Fangoria, and it's a Tom Savini section. Ah. Oh. And there's a, there's your introduction to Tom Savini in the in the Jason That saga. is awesome. And you can tell Tom Savini was involved in this because their masks mm-hmm. are yeah. his all over, and they look phenomenal. <laughs> It's not just the mask, it's the special effects when you see him stuck in the rafters and he's split in half from the balls down. Mm. And you can it's straight out with Tom Savini's books. Hey, and uh, turn around and says with the cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's the bottom three. Yeah, and says how how dare Crispin Glover ask for more money after the Back to the Future <laughs> from this performance? Yeah. How dare he? Because he he was he was terrible. Like But you've got to love Crispin Glover. Oh my god, yeah, uh, absolutely. But that acting was like Oh, oh mate, what were you th- like? What direction were you going with this character? Because everyone was kind of like, you could get them, mm-hmm. but him, there was just something so stiff about him, and he kept repeating his lines over and over. Like he said yeah. the same thing oh, no, a fair no, few it, times. It, 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 I kept on thinking, was that any good? <laughs> <laughs> was it okay? <laughs> Tell me how it's good. <laughs> There's just there's just something wrong with this film, like in the way that the blokes treat the women. How? Oh yeah, uh, the fact that Crispin Glover says to one of the one BJ Betty, and one of the one of the he goes, "You got the hottest twin, the fucking identical." (laughs) I mean, it would be all right if he said that, and he's like, "Oh, I should like crack an inch." Like, mine's got a fucking beard. How eh? (laughs) I could understand that. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't, I do get where you're coming from with it, but I didn't look at it that deep. I never do. <laughs> but the thing that made us laugh so much about this film, whoever made this film, like with the deaths and everything like this, what was the fetish with throwing people out the windows? Like everyone got thrown out of a fucking window or thrown through a window. Even the so, fucking, or, or even the dog a went through a window. On this diving one, the frustration fetish man <laughs> diving into the weekend, like hey, oh. So, we thought we found a goof as well. Um, when Probably the not. you know, the guy whose sister died, and the and Corey Feldman's sister was with him, and he shouts, Go be with Corey, go be with Corey, right? And we're going. Hang on a minute. Is he single? Like, because obviously it's Corey Feldman and Anthony was going, is that his character's name? I went, no, it's fucking Tommy. And he's going, but he definitely shouted, go be with Corey. But we don't know if he said go be with Gordy. But the dog was called Gordon. Gordon. Why yeah. would he call the dog Gordy if the dog was Gordon? So we generally think he shouted, go be, be with Corey. Mm-hmm. I know, but he wouldn't, if he that's not his dog, he would Doesn't say matter. Gordon. 
We'll not necessarily. To, we'll have to fact check that and see if there was a mistake. Probably because, like you say, they didn't. There probably really, was. They probably I did. Didn't. I did go on IMDb to see if it'd been picked up, and it wasn't there. So he could genuinely be saying "Go be with Gordy," mm -hmm. but it does sound very much like "Go be with Corey." I'm going to watch it again tomorrow when I'm going to put the subtitles on because <laughs> I want to see this. You're going to put yourself through watching it again after. I don't mind through. this one. I genuinely, I genuinely don't didn't. Mind I didn't one. mind this one either. It's actually, good. it's. Fun. I thought it was really good. I gen. I didn't mind. It. I love Corey Feldman though. So, what about you, Grant? Uh, your thoughts on this one? Um, I I really like four. Um, I, two, three, and four for me are. Although I've spoke quite negatively about the second one, um, let's say it it was a means to an end, and I yeah. like the way that you get the. You know, we talked about immediate continuity between one and two, and obviously there is quite a bit. You know, very few people are aware of the time jump, um, and it doesn't really mm. address it. But two, three, four happen one after the other right. immediately, and I absolutely adore that mm -hmm. about these three films. It's like a, you essentially got the Jason trilogy when Jason was still somewhat human mm -hmm. in it all. You know that two three and four that's it's almost like you you get like a separate jason after yes. that he's all he's still mortal to some degree um mm. in this one there's still a humanity to him he can still be be killed so to speak um and i, I think the the obviously the the most notable bit about friday the 13th part four is the ending mm. and it's the frenzy with which Corey Feldman, Tommy Jarvis goes at Jason in order to make sure that he is not getting back up. Oh, and they, you know, that that's it's a very, very powerful scene because it is just a kid with all of that rage in him. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, justifiable rage, obviously. Yeah. You know, you, you don't need to be seeing most of your family getting murdered at that age. So, you know, mm -hmm. I would hope that Jason... At what age is it acceptable? But, um, <laughs> I think... 12. 12. Yeah, I'm a 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, what always does, like, freak us out about this one is, like, the strands of hair that's left on the back of his head when, like, when Tommy Jarvis yeah. shaves his yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> say it's like, whoa, that it's, it's it's like it's almost off-putting as well. I know, like as one of the people that does shave his head quite often, and it is annoying uh, when you do leave a strand and stuff. So that that's the thing that irritates me more now. Now watching it back is like yeah. the strands of hair left, and even when he goes to the hospital at the end, and you see him visiting his daughter, his sister, sorry, and he's still got the little strands of hair. I was like, oh, you fucking monsters. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm not allowed to shave my head like. <laughs> Looks like a scrotum in a snowstorm. I thought it was a bit extreme. <laughs> I thought it was a bit extreme for the for the payoff of it because he didn't he didn't distract him very well. <laughs> I know what he was. It was the same kind of thing from the last from the third one, yeah. where she did the whole "I'm your mother." It just kind of shows how easily um, persuasive Jason can actually be. But did he have to go to that extreme of his hair? Like, could he not have just slicked it back and, like, he was into makeup? Like, just... well, this is this is part of what got me. I was asking something similar myself. How the hell did he know what Jason looked like as a kid? He had that picture. He had them newspaper clippings. Oh shit! Did I? Yeah, oh, and well, that just shoots me out. Then <laughs> no, no, but... they were on the side of the um. The... He had them on the side of the the thingy. It was his 
friend. It was the guy who gave them them. How, how did they get the photographs of Jason? Because it yeah. wasn't it wasn't photographs. It was a sketch artist oh, who right. done an interpretation Sorry. of what of um what Alice had seen mm-hmm. in the first one, yeah. and it was a continuation on from each victim's like the final girls, and it was just sketch artistry. And you can see it when he's cutting his hair, he, or when he's slicking it back to start with. He's got it on the side of the mirror. Mm-hmm. And it's the original, it's like from the first one, it's like baby Jason. Right. Because that's when like say they get the worrying, like the foreshadowing for what's gonna come after after this yeah. is basically when is he gonna be okay? Why won't you answer my questions in the hospital bed to see what uh, Tommy and you see him standing there in the shadow and you think, Oh, is he gonna be a wrong one? <laughs> yeah, because the five year jump made him turn into fucking nearly a forty year old man. Did like <laughs> <laughs> and then the next one happens. I'm like, this is meant to be five years. He looks around forty. But that was the thing. That's that's like say the teenage uh, kicks with every, everyone as well. Like say, look at Greece at the time. They had like say some cast up cast members. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was definitely that, that, was like thirty two. Yeah, that weren't definitely 14, 15, 16 year olds. <laughs> so, um, but again, like say, following on to what we said about the continuation, um. Like people who were in these situations were generally affected, and like I say, they had them going into like care and being looked after. Like saying, got it wasn't like a it was like a halfway house for troubled kids or troubled teens. Well, he was in um he was in an institute before that, and then they transferred him into the halfway house. Um, however, where was the halfway house? Back on fucking Crystal Lake. <laughs> It's like turning around to a Vietnam veteran and saying, congratulations, we're going to treat you in Vietnam. It is really, it is. Are we moving on to the next one? (laughs) Well, that's the next one, isn't it? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Before we do, what was everyone's favourite kill from number four? um, Crispin Glover, right in the face. Pow, right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. Yep. Loved it. It wasn't the kill, it was like the after kill that kind of scared us. Is like when uh, one of the, I can't remember who it was, was attached to the door to try and block the door in. And Jason just kind of walked past and just pulled them down. You see the, like, the things on his arms just ripped through. It was, that's, that kind of like went through me a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, like no. nails down a chalkboard. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> that was more like that kill rather than an actual kill of a person. But I, I, the one I thought was hilarious when he, when he killed the first twin. And you just like stabbed it, then all your souls are thrown up against the wall like a spear, tr- a spear through it. <laughs> it was like, wow, <laughs> that, that was a bit uh, intense. <laughs> this is where Jason started getting angry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just, um, hey, I don't like you anymore. Stop. <laughs> it was kind of like, I'm just going to snap you clean in half. Yeah. Yeah. The girl in the, um, the dinghy as well. I like that one. Yes. I did enjoy that one. Crispin Glover for me. Yeah, but Crispin Glover, definitely Crispin Glover, right in the face. But this, is, this is the one where there was foreshadowing stuff as well, because they had that girl yeah. in the dinghy. She was the one that hid underwater and kind of like from a friend and saying, if you don't come in and skinny dip with me, I'm going to not come out of water. And so you knew she was going to die in the water later because she was pissing about. In her. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Grant. Okay, dick shot all the way <laughs> oh my god yes that's him no. as well isn't it the... uh, there's quite a few dick shots across friday the 13th and obviously it yeah. comes i think it is kind of harken back to the fact that the the camp counselors were fucking while yeah. uh while jason was drowning so there's always that slightly kind of 
the it's not sexual violence, so to speak, but kind of sexual revenge. He it's always like gets, yeah, you know, he gets somebody in the crotch at least once. Um, and the one in four looks particularly naughty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, dick shot all the way. Yes, I do. I, I, yes, I went, oh, ouch, yes. <laughs> so we're going to move on to the next one, where if Jason still haunts you, you're not alone. <laughs> That's what it says on the poster. It is. <laughs> Martin, but as a whole, this one actually isn't isn't a bad it's enjoyable. It, it is one. Like, Didn't mind it. It's it's up there with like say the like season of the witch with Halloween because oh, what's season of the witch? It's kind of like a Jason movie, but not Jason because it's a yep. Scooby Doo ending where they like take the mask off. It's got all oh, damn these kids for working out. The it's a kid on them, but it's the, where they went a bit cleverer as well. So it is the end of this film is literally my bugbear about this franchise. It's hey, we've just smashed you up we've just pushed you out of a barn you've landed on loads of metal spikes but somehow your mask has blew up perfectly revealing your face but nothing else <laughs> it was awful i still but enjoyed this worked. film though yeah. i did yep. what got me though is that the woman who was absolutely batshit crazy and our son who was giving me dennis quaid vibes throughout Rand- randy quaid randy quaid, randy quaid that's it thank you yeah he was giving me randy quaid uh, vibes throughout acted yep. like more batshit crazy than the people in the halfway house yep. you tell him more <laughs> you went it's so it- pretty yourself junior <laughs> It's, it's it's when he when he inca- when he goes back to the house after getting his ass handed to him by yeah. Tommy and he's just hysterically screaming. It's like what I don't understand what you're doing. Just get off your fucking bike and go and tell your mum like you want to. What was she called Ethel or something? Wasn't she? Ethel. But then she's making stew and she spits in it. It's go. Oh, it's gonna taste good. This stew. It's like oh, you redneck. <laughs> but she's and she's making it in a sink. There's yeah. no heat to that. <laughs> And the older, that's one ugly fucking man. And I'm sat looking at her thinking, really? <laughs> Wait, you can be picky. Fuck, how is the moonshine down there? I didn't realise how much swearing there was in the Friday the 13th films. Boy. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, it wasn't until this one I was like, wow, there's a lot of swearing. I don't even think there's a lot of swearing in Halloween. There's not. No. This is part of the reason why uh, Friday the 13th gets the rating it gets. Because if you look at it, there's not a lot of blood in them. Mm. There's, there's not. There's a lot of mint kills, but mm-hmm. like gore-wise, there's not too much. It's um, right at the end when the reveals all come out where they've been found, where the gore tends to be. Mm-hmm. But the swearing for them, that's that pushes the rating up. Right. I just, I was just thinking to myself today, like I don't believe I've watched a horror film with as much swearing in as this. <laughs> well, if uh, if you put a load of horny teenagers by themselves in a camp with drinking drugs, this is what happens. Yeah, I might like Grant will be the expert on this because I know he he knows, like, say, he knows these films like the back of the hand. Was this the first one with Kane Hodder or was the the next one? No, Kane Hodder was part seven onwards. Part seven, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to ask the question earlier on today as well. Yeah, little Miss Telekinesis. One, hold on, Richard Brooker, wasn't it? I'll tell you in a second. Uh, No, Richard Brooker was three. This is... Oh, well, it's not Jason in this one. It's, no, it's the Roy. guy that plays Roy, isn't it? Yeah, but it's Tom Morga as Jason Voorhees um, and Ray Burns masked, but that's only whenever you see... All right, because when you look at this, yeah. like, this stature and stuff, because it makes you... This is one of the ones I watched earlier. Too um, tall for Kane. It, it, 
like say looks like the bill, but like when you look at like the Kane Hodder style, it's like got the, the thick made head type. <laughs> well, <laughs> all respect, it, but yeah. <laughs> the, this one was too tall for Kane. Kane's a tall guy, but he's also very, very stocky because he was a stunt man as well. Yeah, when I met when I met Kane. I, I got a bit of a shock with his size. I thought he was going to be a fucking giant, yeah. and he's not, but he's big. Yeah. That makes he's, sense. Like he's, he's physically intimidating. Yeah, but he's the nicest guy ever. Yeah, well, he's, he's massively uh, into his fans. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, like I, th- I thought, well, it can't hurt, so I sent him an invite um, to come on. <laughs> like, well, he's massively in with, in with his fans, so why not? We'll give it a try. Obviously, hasn't responded. As let's face it, nobody ever does. Um, <laughs> so I thought I'd give it a try. It can't hurt. Um, it would have been a nice little surprise. It would have been pretty damn awesome to have Kane Hodder coming on, having a chat with her about this stuff. But I was going to say, uh, it's what it is. Holly's came on with Jim Bennett, uh, Jim Bennett as well. So Charlotte will yeah. attest to that. <laughs> that was a little surprise for for Sammy and uh, Charlotte. But um, I'm but yes. uh, she's still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, I actually, as I said, as a whole, I think with the like I say the elements I thought this one stood up stands up well mm-hmm. uh, compared to what like I say the previous ones. Um I love the whole premise of like say the halfway house, even though it's on Crystal because uh, Crystal Lake House, but does, uh, that's the only point that doesn't make sense. Why would you send Tommy back to a place where his worst things ever happened? But um like I say the local police department um were useless as fuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, they were hilarious though, especially when the mayor goes up. And the mayor's like proper chewing the scenery, and the, he's just going, "I know who it is. It's Jason Voorhees." <laughs> he's like, "Well done, Sherlock." And that's <laughs> all he does. He just sits there and just smokes his cigar, and the mayor is like absolutely chewing that whole room up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town. But, oh, like, it was what, funny. What I like about this one as well, because a lot of the Friday the 13th, you see most of the kills and you see like all the aspects happened. A lot of the things on this one, you don't see. It's no, been, like, done, yeah. done in the background or done without seeing. Like with the first kill, like the, the Joey guy, the, the, the big chubby guy who's just annoying as fuck. And he gets, oh, cho- and he gets chopped up with, by the axe. You don't actually see it. You just see the body parts at the end when the, the paramedic lifts it up. But um, like I say, when the the, the young lass like taking the piss out of her boyfriend out the the porter cabin, you don't actually see her get killed. You like see you open the door, you see lying on the floor. Where so I thought it, it it's kind of like it was learning from its craft and thought saying, right, we can show you some things, but some other things it's quite good to leave it to the imagination. Yeah. And like as as we found out with other horror films as well, when you imagine it, it can be a little bit more scary. Yeah, the um, especially the scene with um, the couple who the girl gets the she is in the eyes. That's my favorite killing. Genuinely <laughs> didn't think they were going in our eyes, by the way. Throat, I thought. I thought it was, I thought it was a boobs. I thought it was going to be the throat and uh, cutting the head off because you see him squeeze them together. Mm-hmm. And and said, it's a neck. I says, it's a tits. I'm telling you, it's a tits. He's gone through our tits. And I'm like, oh my God. And then Stop it was our eyes. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Her and the boyfriend are my favourite kills in this one. Yeah, let's face I, it, yeah. the belt lashed around the eyes and tightened behind the tree. It's that, the noise. Oh. It's the it's the whip of the you know the whip of the belt <laughs> going around his face. Oh, that is I love that. That is my second favourite kill in the this franchise. The one with the like see you see it twisting around it like the tree and yeah, you just hear the pop and ah. Oh, I know what your favourite <laughs> kill is. I, I, it's going to be everyone's. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all know which one we're talking about. Is well. it the original or the remake? Oh, the, the original, definitely. They've done that kill twice. Which uh, one? They have. Oh, sorry. Really? So we'll do it we'll, now. We'll wait till we get there, Sam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure I'm not bright, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, as a whole, like there's not much more you can say about this one because, as I said, this is the one where it, it went full out. Like every girl got naked and like say showed everything. Like I said, as with all, but I think there was more nudity in this one than there was in most. Um, but like the kills were just that much spectacular uh, in mm. this one. I thought, um, yeah, it's half the reason Anth watched it with his for because of how much nudity was in this film. There, there was a lot. The end lot. for this one is one of my favourite endings to the franchise, where the window smashes, she runs into the room, oh no, and the door closes, and Tommy's got the mask. Mm. Yeah. That was one of my favourite endings. Um, it wasn't mine, and it, this is half the reason why I didn't watch the next one, because I was like, I'm getting a bit sick of Tommy Jarvis now. <laughs> and I, if he's in the next one, which he was, I'm like, I'm done. I want I want to watch Jason <laughs> Takes Manhattan, and I fell asleep. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, so- I like that ending, because it was like Jason Voorhees is a mental state of mind. Yeah. So- oh, see, now you've said that. So are we happy to move on to the next one, which is Jason Lives, is that correct? Best one. Can I just pop a little bit of trivia in there? Because we're talking about yeah. the extremities of part five, um, as well as having the most nudity up until that point. Um, it's also got the highest body count. Right. Um, if you include Roy Dyant at the end, yeah. um, and you take it into account that Tommy kills the nurse with after the whole mask thing, yeah. it's 20 deaths in that movie which is a that's that's a lot of death for an hour and a half you know what i mean you don't get body counts like that in a war film um, yeah it, so it was just a case of let's swear the most let's kill the most let's show the most nipples let's just yeah. be extreme on every front and i think it's what got it through wasn't um, i absolutely oh, sorry no. didn't, didn't have um like i say a body count like like with all the different horror films that came out like until the last Halloween movie, like the Halloween Kills, wasn't Friday the 13th up there with the highest body count in it the was. franchise. But then yeah. <clears throat> when Halloween Kills come out, it's kind of like, with that one movie, it's took, over, <laughs> it's took over everything Blew else. Blew out the water because of the firemen. Yeah. Um, 218, I think it was, yeah. the last count for Jason. Right. Yeah. I think um, part five, um, part of it that's very underlooked is Reggie the Reckless and his granddad. Yes, it's beautiful. I absolutely love his granddad because he's just he knows he's in a like in a in a state where Reggie's got to be like asserting himself as a man. He's got to be doing his thing. Um, there was they tried to do the whole black culture there, like um, you know, my brother's gangster as fuck. You know, I've got to be trying to do this sort of thing. It didn't really work out too well for them. I thought it was badly like done in bad taste. Mm-hmm. Um. But I thought the relationship the granddad wanted with Reggie was absolutely fantastic when I he wasn't afraid that. to give him a hug and give him a kiss and say, I love you, man. Yeah, I love I Reggie. Much. I love Reggie so much. And I found it hilarious. And he's like, his brother's this big thug, but that scream on his death was hilarious. Yeah. It was one of those, I love men who can scream high pitch. <laughs> you reminded <laughs> like it, me of Little Richard. Yes! Robert tickles my funny bone when they what, do that, and he made me laugh. <laughs> it was good. What got me about it is though was the fact that he's that big and hard. He's got to have his missus singing when he's having a burrito shit. 
Oh, what was she singing as well? It was the Supremes. Oh my God, before we move on to the next one, the girl who was giving me complete goth vibes, she had the blonde hair with the black tips oh, at the bottom. Joya Wilcox style. What the fuck was she dancing to? Yep. What the yeah. fuck was she dancing to? 80s new wave and synth. Yeah, it was so funny, it's not what I was expecting from her. I was like Flock of Seagulls and stuff like that. <laughs> Can somebody block 69mega.com from keep, YouTube? What is all this about, man? Keep 84% trying. have already found love with they us. Are, they haven't. They are honestly making goodwill work tonight. <laughs> I think goodwill's just deleted one of Beth's comments as well. Oh, bless them, man. Just, just, just leave all of those comments there and it looks mint. Like 16,000 comments on one thing. Oh, yeah. it's, it's all spam. It's all spam box. Yeah, if anybody's watching and you're dumb enough to click on that link, then more fool than you. Quite yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> well done, Goodwill, for getting rid of them. They yeah, are making well you work tonight. <laughs> yeah. um, the next one, Jason Lives, I didn't watch. Yes. So, uh, so I was going to leave this because, like I said, this is one I can't really recall too much. So I was going to leave to Grant and Kev to sell because I can't remember too much. For yeah. I'm pretty sure Kev just spoke up there saying that it was his favourite. I hold it in high regard as well, but if it's your favourite, mate, please take the helm. It is one of my favourites because this is where Friday 13 turned into a teen horror. Do you know what? It just says that exact thing on Wikipedia too. It is <laughs> the film introduced meta-human gothic horror and action film to the element. There you go. It turned it into a teen horror. It got really stupid. Oh, it got very... Fuck. It got very 80s action film with Tommy Jarvis with his whole deep voice. Hey, Jason! It was terrible, but it was beautiful. It had the best kills in the front. Well, some of the best kills in the franchise. Woman pokes her head out of a window. Jason snaps it off, looks at it, shrugs, and throws it away. A copper gets snapped clean in half while on the grounds. Brilliant. Why didn't I watch this one? The cheesiness of where the red dot goes. Yeah, bang. Oh, my God. It was like this was the first time laser sights had ever been introduced on a gun. And it was the size of a fucking Pepsi bottle. It was beautiful. Um, I've never seen Kev so happy. (laughs) Jason was just at the start of this one. Jason just looked brutal. He looked like how many like pictures of because of Jason lives when he comes out with a grave and he's got the big spear and he turns around the moons behind him lights up his mask perfect brilliant who are we looking at is Jason um oh there we go CJ Graham yeah he was so good he was really good isn't the start of this one where Tommy goes to visit Jason's grave and it's suddenly it it does something and it reanimates him reanimates him like that's where lightning yeah uh, sort of reanimates him with lightning he um because they've escaped from um, the mental institute, essentially him and his mate. I think it's Robert Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, they escape from the mm-hmm. mental institute, and they go uh, destroy Jason's corpse, essentially, so Tommy can get some closure and move on. And mm-hmm. um, so it's still dealing with Tommy's PTSD, which is a brave move. Two films later, um, but at the same time, it pays off because it does show you how much it affected him. Um, but yet again, it's a different actor playing Tommy, uh, which I didn't think they should have done. I think they should have kept the first actor and. I think they probably should have expanded on the end of the last film. 
Uh, but he digs him up and he goes absolutely nuts and he pulls a railing out of the fence, stick, starts stabbing Jason through right through the chest. I remember Gets this tired. one now, yes. Yeah, I remember and this the one. lightning reanimates him and um, Robert Walls sat there like, oh, my heart can't take this anymore, stop doing this. And there's the cue for Jason to put his fist through your chest and take your heart out. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, I remember it now because this is, as I said, this is where Jason went supernatural type thing, wasn't it? And like, yeah. Uh, we got almost like the ultimate killing machine like the michael yeah. myers type thing where you don't really know why he keeps on coming and he yeah. just just like as you said he just sees no there's no right or rhyme or reason he just sees what's in front just, of him and kills anything that's yeah. there yeah this is um where jason started getting more brutal as well with head crushes mm-hmm. like grabbing the head and just yeah. so he started getting more hands-on and more brutal but there's a scene in this one that um it, it proper creeps me out um i don't know what it is about the film i think it's the lighting more than anything uh, there's a little girl that's been having nightmares and she's in a bed and she's terrified and jason's walking through the cabin looking for someone to kill and he hears this little girl and he just sort of leans right in but you only see the mask and the lighting's really bad so you can't see his eyes like in the previous films it's just mm-hmm. black and she starts reciting the word like the lord's prayer and he hears something outside so he sort of stands up and walks outside um so jason's not about killing kids no he was going to but ah. he hears something outside something bigger and he's like oh this could be more fun actually and just fox off but he, i think he was curious about the kid and what, what she was and if he could do it but the malice was there when he leaned forward and um, and just the blackness in the eyes it's kind of mm. left to you was he thinking uh, about it or was he not i have heard it suggested that there's supposed to be subtext that jason wouldn't harm the kids mm. um and because of each, the kid is around about the same age um As he was he was when he died but kev's absolutely right in that sense you know that you're not you're not obviously not watching that film when it first came out with the cinema thinking oh well i wonder about the subtext on this mm-hmm. you know it's all stuff that's been suggested after the fact that mm-hmm. you, when you first watch it there is a moment where you're just thinking you know really is, is he actually going to do this um in addition to what kev has said the other bit about uh, jason lives well it's two bits um the soundtrack to this movie yes. is the ultimate horror soundtrack because the entire thing is done by alice fucking cooper man behind um, the mask yeah all the way through you've got alice cooper's i think it was um stuff off the welcome to my nightmare no album um, no it wasn't welcome to my nightmare um because you had elected on there um Oh, I don't remember which album it was, but it wasn't Welcome to My Nightmare. Wow. Right. The, the, um, um, it was one of the, the better body, ones like um, that. Though. It is, it's one of his good 80s albums, and yeah. the, the entire thing just rocks from start to finish. Um, another amazing scene out of it that you don't really see with Jason that often. You've got a, um, you've got a, a car stunt, which is yes. absolutely incredible. He stabbed uh, there driving along in an RV, and after he bounces this girl's... Is it a girl or a guy, actually? It's a girl at the face straight um, the wall. Yeah, um, bounces her head off the side. Sorry, Sammy. No, no, go on. Uh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I can't <laughs> see you, Grant, so sorry. You can't see I've me. Hit, I've hit your face a second. She's <laughs> reading stuff, just trying to get knowledge. Can you not see the light <laughs> bouncing off my face? I was reading... <laughs> <laughs> 
Poor Grant. <laughs> getting me head, getting me face. Uh, and it's literally covering your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that scene where he bounces a head off the RV and you actually see the imprint of the head come yep. through the other side of the RV um, encapsulates perfectly what Kev is saying about how would you get this more brutal Jason. But after that, he goes up to the, the driver of the RV, Stips, pulls his head back and stabs him through the side of the head, resulting in uh, a Winnebago car flip, um, mm. which is obviously long before the days of CGI. And they actually flip this Winnebago when they do it really, really well. It is an amazing scene. And at the end of it, it's bursting flames and it's in a bit and you just get bang! And the door comes off and Jason's just like, right, who's next? <laughs> <laughs> I've got to the end of that scene where it pans out when he stood on top of the Winnebago with a Yes, absolutely iconic. And the album was Constrictor. That's the one I was going to buy that one. But it was also um, the Life and Crimes of Alice Cooper. So there was two albums used. Life and Crimes is the one with Man Behind the Mask, one I'm sure. Uh, Hard Rock Summer. The only thing I was going to ask as well, because I know you're talking about subtext and and not trying to go too deep in it. Do you not think, like say, with that scene with the kid, that they were trying to feed back to the old Hammer Horror, like Frankenstein moment? Where Jason's trying to go over, sit over the like, like working out what it is. It's the same with Frankenstein, not meaning to hurt the kid, but like finding out what's happening. And do, do you not think it was like a callback to that type of situation? That's exactly what I was thinking when they were talking yeah. about it. I was like, that really does sound like Frankenstein moment right there. Yeah. Especially like I say with the start, with them being reanimated and come back alive. Is this like Jason lives like retelling of Frankenstein, just with Jason Roy's? Well, essentially, Jason is <laughs> Frankenstein's Sorry. monster, already. Mm-hmm. Got reanimated by lightning. Mm-hmm. Misunderstood. Went, well, not really misunderstood. <laughs> but just went off. Yeah, the, did decided, they, you, fuck you, and killed <laughs> everyone. <laughs> you, you can't you can't misconstrue what Jason did. <laughs> in this day and age, we probably could. I mean, let's face it, in this day and age, everyone's like got their own opinions, their own ideas and stuff like that. You'll always get one monk. It's like, hey, I want to cuddle. You'll be all right. And there's all, your spinal all, cord all, Jason ne- all Jason needed was a cuddle. And <laughs> and there's your spinal cord all, he, all he was looking for was his mother. Yeah, he was a man's boy. <laughs> um, I've actually just got a message off my friend Natalie there. Um, we are expecting some Friday 13th news by the end of this year. Yes, we I've are. Heard, I was going to well, yeah. get into that at the yeah. end, so yeah. yeah. Um, what's the next one? Oh, I've got the list. Um, the next one is... The one I I watched. The new blood. Little Miss Telekinesis. Yeah. Okay, so Not I have me. an interesting I have an interesting fact on this one. So, what they really wanted to do was Freddy versus Jason. Right yeah. here, right now. This is where they wanted to do it. But they were like, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. So they were like, oh my god, I want to do Jason versus Carrie, and that's yeah. why you get the telekinesis girl for because that's what they wanted to do. There you go. Interesting fact. Never seen the film. Exactly, Grant. Exactly. It's not good. Um, The best part about this was Kane Horror. Oh, is this where Kane comes into it? Right. He is the more intimidating and brutal Jason. I felt that in when I saw him in Manhattan. Yeah. Just, yeah. just before we move on, uh, one of the, someone in the chat has mentioned this, like said, one of the kills, like the triple, um, triple decapitation. Um, I can't remember that. What what was was it, what happened? Like, if, if one of you two could 
explain because I, I can't remember the triple da- like I would think it would I remember seeing the movie but that bit doesn't stand out for me I watched them last night and I can't remember this oh. yeah it's I don't know if it's a relatively quick sequence I'm aware of the fact that it happens is it in a tent or something like that it's quite near the start of the film he gets three of them in really really quick succession um I'm gonna to have to look that one up. Yeah. I'm not um, sure it's near a tent. I'm sure it's um, is it not in the forest with the uh, the paintballers? Yes, it's the forest, the paintballers with the machete. Because right, he right. chucks them, in, he yeah. chucks them into a tree, and you get a, smi- a blood smeared smiley face. Right. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh wow. Uh, yeah. I can't remember that. So that's something I might go to check it out because that sounds quite interesting. Now a, a triple decapitation. Uh... It's funny. Um, <laughs> it's also where he gets his machete because uh, someone's slashing at the bushes. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the smiley face because he grabs the arm, launches the fella into the tree, looks at the machete, and there's still an arm attached to it. Yeah, I, I remember the arm getting pulled off, but I've yeah. forgotten about the, the bit directly after that. Yeah, That's... we don't see if it's a decapitation or not. It's just a triple slash. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I know with a lot of these, like the killers and like in these movies, they always get like say the memorable weapon of choice. I know Jason's has always been remembered as the machete, but it's surprising me it's that that's the one that is. Because if you think about all the ones through, he pretty much uses every fucking thing he can get his hands on. Spear guns. Spears. A lot of spears. I think there's been three spears. There was part 3D, Jason Takes Manhattan, and the remake, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And a lot of axes as well. But like I said, like a lot of the like merchandise or things always leads back to like say the machete. 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 But um it's interesting. But sorry, um, so yes, um the one that I've only watched once and I I admit this is one of the ones I didn't really enjoy. It doesn't sound like anyone did. <laughs> no, it's, um, this is this is one of the lowest rated ones. Um, Little Miss Telekinesis, essentially. Um, there there was so many plot holes in it. It was it was bad. The acting was bad. Like I say, the best thing about it for me was Kane Hodder came in with. Um, yeah. Because Kane's possibly my favourite. Jason. He's. Um, I'm going to ask that question guy. later on, but. Kane, that when you get into the man, because I want I didn't watch this one. I went straight into Manhattan, and yes, I did fall asleep, but I did get to see him. And holy fucking shit, what a stature of a of a man and the presence of him and fantastic. I don't know if you want to move on to the next one, which is he's very, Manhattan. He's very commanding. Um, just before we do, can anyone actually remember many kills from this one? Oh yes, <laughs> it's the best um, one, Grant. Favorite was, kill? Yeah, exactly. We're all talking about the favorite kill. It's oh, is this what we're fucking, referring to? It's the sleeping bag man. <laughs> he drags the drags somebody out of the uh, the tent in the sleeping bag, and he literally just picks her up and goes bang against the tree. I have seen it. this on a <laughs> list. Down. Yeah, I have seen this kill on like a top ten watch mojo list of like best kills of all time. So I know yeah. exactly what now which one you're referring to. It's everyone's favorite kill. However. The question is, is it this one or is it Jason X, where he beats the woman in the sleeping bag with another woman in a sleeping bag? No, my that favorite... is funny, but... My, Sorry, Bob. My favourite kill is Jason X, but it's the liquid, liquid nitrogen. Funny. That one like, is coming. Head in the ice, in the liquid ice, and then the smash on the desk, and you see it, it's just it's brutal, and the way they did it as well, with practical effects. 
is absolutely astonishing like how they did yeah. that and how well it worked as well but that that's my favorite kill like the 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 liquid liquid nitrogen in jason x which is well we'll talk that when we come to is an interesting choice in jason movies <laughs> so we're going on to manhattan jason takes manhattan and um, i have a couple of questions for you big diehard fans um the girl rennie so why is <laughs> why is she seeing jason and she nearly drowned in Crystal Lake. Do we know that? Because I it's feel like I blinked in, in. Is it really? It's briefly alluded to in the film. He was trying to teach her how to swim. Okay. And she couldn't. And she nearly drowned in Crystal Lake. So since then, she's had a connection with Jason. Okay. But that part's not explained. It's the nearly drowning in Crystal Lake. And then you kind of just left to make your own mind up. Right. I just did not. We were like, have we? should we have watched the last one? Is yeah. she in that one? I was like, and I had to go and like Google it. And I was like, no, and she's not in it. Like, Apparently, according to Wikipedia, she's got agoraphobia. <laughs> like... yes. I, I, this is one of my favourites as well. I, I love it. Adore this movie. <laughs> like from the moment that the ridiculous where Jason gets caught in the anchor and suddenly that revives him somehow magically. Light with the lightning, where's <laughs> the lightning coming from? <laughs> it's uh, it's it, it's bad, but it's so good. <laughs> And Kane Horror is unbelievable. He's, he's I, I just love amazing. the way he breathes as Jason in this one as well. Yeah. Like, An electrical I, cable. Yeah, is electrical that what it is? Yeah, the anger catches the cable, doesn't it? And it just zaps him. Grant's frozen with a really cheesy smile on his face. Oh, someone take a photo because that looks mint. <laughs> it's still there, Oh, we can still hear you. It's all right. We can still If that's how you're going to stay for the rest of the thing, that is awesome. <laughs> oh, it's great, but yeah. Um, this one is just entertaining as fuck. Like from the point where they like they're on the ship and like, they're trying to get away from Jason, and then getting chased around Manhattan. And one of my favorite elements to the movie as well. Oh, this is gonna fuck everything up. Um, oh Grant... no, Brent, you've done it again. <laughs> um, is that gonna work or not? We'll find out in a minute. Yeah. Are you still there, Grant? I don't know, but I feel yeah. like he was right in the last one. <laughs> we can see him, but it's kind of oh, the, the thing until, until it basically disappears. So hopefully it'll go soon. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, well, you'll just have to put up with how it is right now. We're still talking it's about everything up, has it? Two seconds. I'll you broke it, it, Grant. You broke it. But, uh, two seconds. Oh, my cat is going ballistic behind us, by the way. <laughs> Ants gone in the bathroom and closed the door on him. And if anyone's a cat owner, you can't do that. Right. Oh, for some reason, I've got two windows now. You will for, you will for a little bit. Just for uh, a little bit. Sorry. But how mint does your picture look? Can you see yourself? Uh, I don't know. Can I? Just a black oh. screen for me. Whoa, we have disappeared off the live feed. No, we are back. Everyone <laughs> was freaking out there, but like I said, I managed to fix it. Um, going back to the old school looking way. <laughs> We're going back to the normal zoomy looking way. Yes. Oh, bloody hell. Sorry, mate. <laughs> it's all right. It's uh, one of those things. And um, we're also still talking about Manhattan. Yes. yes. My... So back to what Paul was saying. <laughs> Did you hear what I said about um, how we get reanimated? It's yes. an electrical cable that they, they catch. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, I, that, that, that's the thing that kind of threw us uh, when it, when you said it. It's like, oh shit! Yeah, electricity and Jason kind of go together. Um, but again, 
like I said, that the the boxing scene with the boxer, where the Julius. boxer is is absolutely hilarious. Where he's punching the fuck it. out of Jason, and Jason's just taking it and backing up, and you're thinking, yeah. Then he's just getting slower and slower, and then Jason one punch, head clean off, and into the fucking um, like in the in the garbage, had me in stitches and was just like I say, as ent- entertaining as fuck. Probably. Brilliant. Second favorite kill of the film for me. Yeah. Flying V to the head. Mm. Everyone loves a guitar to the head scene. Yeah. <laughs> I it's really nearly want... as good as an axe. For all I fell asleep during this, and it wasn't because I was I just couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. The heat and everything just got to us. But I really wanted to watch this film so badly. Like I knew Kane was in it. Um I am a huge fan of Kane Horror and more because of just the person he is. It's class. Mm-hmm. Isn't it like I, I can I, I appreciate him so much. He is the kind of person I love in fandoms. He's not ashamed. He's very much on board yep. with, with his fans and everything. So it made me a fan of him before I'd even seen him as Jason. So I was so excited to see him. And good God, he did not disappoint. What, so I um, will be finishing this film off. What me and Grant were saying before, you do need to watch him in BTK. He is fun. Okay, I was looking for that on his on his Wikipedia, on his thingy, and I found an Ed Gein one, but not a BTK. Nah, he's in BTK, trust me. Right, okay. He is amazing as Dennis Rader. He is fucking I hate, I hate terrifying. I fucking hate that man so much. Oh my God, he is such a fucking bitch. It's unreal. He's the only serial killer who ever named himself. Grant is now gone. Grant's back. Grant's nope. back? Yep, Grant's back. He's wobbling his head. We're all good. <laughs> but no, you've got to watch him in BTK. Um, but Jason oh, takes will... Manhattan. Um, I, this is one of the films that I absolutely love, but I don't understand the love for at the same time, because literally for God knows how long of the film, nothing fucking happens. Mm-hmm. It's so slow, but when it kicks off, my God, is it one of the so best? Does he eventually get to Manhattan? Like, does yeah, he yeah. take to the streets of Manhattan? Yeah. Um, well, there's a massive famous scene where he comes out of the river and when he pulls himself up, he's soaked and wet and it kind of just pans up and he's got his mask and it's all yellowed and stuff like that. But right behind him is a massive shop that's shaped like a hockey mask. Mint. I, like I say, I, I, I genuinely didn't want to fall asleep during this. I was not bored. I ju- the heat just got too much and um, i do want to watch this one so badly it's like i it's want to watch any film. that cans in it's such a good film um but yeah this one was class i think the only thing that i didn't really like about this one apart from the fact that there was some slow moments was the um like the legal guardian fella um he just seemed like a sleazy like rapey old yeah. man and just yes didn't he? he did he had like for all when he was talking to his niece yeah um, he had good intentions, but they just came across horrible. Yeah, I didn't like him. I no, didn't was, like him at all. He was horrible. Yeah. Um, but what Paul was saying with that boxing scene on the roof with Julius, that is one of the most memorable things. Yeah, and spoiled that. And was like, oh my God, that's a guy who gets his face punched off. <laughs> I was like, but I didn't get to see it. <laughs> such a good shot. And obviously that goes back to this Jason being a lot more brutal. It's just the oh. presence of them. Yeah. There's one bit, we've talked a lot here about Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. Um, little bit of Kane Hodder trivia for you. Um, oh, in this movie, one. there's one scene that was in it originally that he point blank refused to do. 
Um, and he's like, no, no, Jason would not do that. Jason would not do that. Jason would not do that. There's supposed to be a scene where he boots, um, is it Remy, the, the main girl? In it? Yeah. Um, uh, the final girl? I just said her name. Yeah. Um, um, Renee or something. Yeah. yeah um, he's supposed to boot her dog across yeah. the room. And Kane Hodder was just like, nah, fuck you guys, not doing it. Or he's a massive animal fan. To do that scene. Um, I'm, I'm, Jason's not doing that. He doesn't kill animals. He just kills promiscuous teenagers. Fuck yeah. you. And like, yeah, nice one, dude. No, no he's fine. doesn't kill animals. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've listened to a lot, of, a lot of interviews with Kane, and he really did, like, he was like, I'm not just going to be this figure of, like slash and hack, like hack and slash. I'm gonna bring some character to him. I'm yeah. gonna bring something notable to him, and I kind of got it. Like I it got where he was. Co- what the fuck? My screen is like moving around all over the place. We're back to normal again, but Kevin Brando stopped places. <laughs> I managed to, I managed to you did, you did. I can see, I can see. Well done, mate. No, it's just, it's just all of a sudden everything just bounced back again. That's why, um, I, that's why I was quiet. I was fixing things. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I see that. Like for all I saw, just a brief few minutes, you could tell there was a little bit. A little bit more to this, Jason, but I do yeah. want to get into our favorite Jasons like later on. But there's another bit, of, uh, another bit of Kane Hodder trivia on this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually unmasked in another scene, not as Jason, uh, in the restaurant scene when the fella gets flung against the mirror. That's Kane Hodder, he's the stunt man. Oh, right. He's also he also did stunts as Freddy, he did. Ah, see, I learned something new today. We'll get into that one in a minute. Um, Yes. um, My favourite scene from this film, um, it's a laughing scene as well. It it got me laughing, um, like Paul with the boxer. Um, For me, my favourite scene was when he was walking down the street and you had those punks that were portrayed as your stereotypical punks, like scruffs on the street, little smackheads, mugging people. They've got the knives and stuff like that in the boombox. And he walked out and he just booted this boombox down the street and they all pull the knives out. Oh, come on then. And he just turns around, looks at them and just takes his mask up and they're like, oh, well, fuck you. No, we're all right. <laughs> yeah, that is so subtle as well. Like, that's not like a kill. That's just... This is the one as well when towards the end they have the flashback where it's like younger Jason as well without the mask. Yeah. Is that like see if my memory serves me right? Because when they're getting like through New York and stuff, it's it shows you like the weedy Jason and stuff like that rather than like the full Mikhail Mikhail monster that that has become. So yeah. it's good it was good to see that like little throwback and little element in there. For me, but um, as a whole, it's probably one of the most stupidest uh, Friday the Thirteenth, but the most entertaining at the same time. Yeah, it didn't. Not, anything that happened didn't really make sense. Nothing. Nothing like say the reasons why, like they're running through one of the biggest cities in the world. They should have got rid of Jason, or at least got something to, to help. But no, Jason always finds a way and always just keeps on keeps on doing what he does. But yep. as a whole, uh, it is probably one of the more entertaining slasher movies. Like if you take the Friday the Thirteenth element out of it, it's still entertaining. Um, it's up there with like say the like the April Fools' Days and stuff like that. With just yeah, it's just fun. completely stupid and just fun film to watch. And it's one of like say if, if you are looking to get into the Friday the Thirteenth movies and you're not like a big fan of the slasher genre. Uh, you don't have to go through all them like like it, it is best for 
to learn the character, but if you just want to jump in and enjoy a movie, this is probably the one I would advise people to to go in and start with just to try and get a feel if you're going to like the Friday the 13th franchise. See, yeah. it's this one and Jason lives for me. Mm. I really want to. I, re- I was so looking forward to seeing this one as well. It was this and Jason X, and that's what I was really bothered about. That was the end goal today, and I fucking failed. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's Grant's favourite kill on this one? Um, probably uh, the guitar, um, just because you know you, you've got a you've got a hot girl there playing a flying V in a basement or in a boiler room. At, at that point, I was just like, oh, I, 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 I like this lady. I like this lady a lot. Um, I've I've got a massive soft spot for this movie in general. We've obviously we've heard a little bit of love here um, from us. Yeah. Was this the first Friday the Thirteenth film that you saw? It was. No. Yeah, because we see we're all around about the same age group, and mm. this film was played at, at one point. It was played pretty much nightly on Sky Movies back mm. in the old days of Analog Sky. And as I was getting into horror, it was like, "There's a Friday the Thirteenth. I'm going to tape that. I'm going to record it. I'm going to watch it." Obviously, I had no fucking idea what was going on. Um, but it's why it's got such a special place in my heart is because it was my introduction to Jason, and it's a particularly brutal Jason that we get. Yeah. You know, we've already been there with that one, but Kane is somewhat spectacular in mm-hmm. Jason Takes Manhattan. He's probably the most ferocious Jason that we get out of all of the movies. Um, and it just, it, it's, it, regardless of how daft it is, there's always going to be nothing but love. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely the the guitar. The but, but well, it's not strictly the first kill. He gets the two guys on the boat mm-hmm. before that, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, but he gets yeah, the, like the first at the start. You know, but for for something that's Jason takes Manhattan as well. He's only in Manhattan for about ten minutes as well. It's not Jason <laughs> takes Manhattan. It's Jason takes the shield. Um, yeah, I think that was always a surprise as well with the premise of the title. You think no, it's going to be like all about. Because I know the rumors are that the next screen film is going to be based solely in New York. So um, again. That, that thing that it was very little of having Jason in New York, but it was quite nice to see him out of the his element, out of Camp yeah. Crystal Lake, and seeing how he would fare in the real world. But no, um, my first Jason movie was the one after this. Uh, Final Jason Friday. goes there to hell, as you said, on Sky Movies late at night. Um, we didn't get Sky until I was like a little bit older so as soon as i got it i start recording all the horror films that used to be i think it was just saturday night after 10 o'clock used to be the horror nights and one of the movie channels because it wasn't like we get now where we get like 15 16 different movie channels it was only two sky movies and sky movies premiere i think um, Sky Movies Plus, I Sky think Plus. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, get- oh, no, it, it was uh, Sky Movies and the Movie Channel. Yeah, it, wasn't it? I think so because they had the eight o'clock premiere where uh, the, the the movie that was in the cinema one year ago after six months of being on um, video being released on video. It was then released on Sky, so you had yeah. to wait a year and a half to see these movies before if you couldn't if you didn't see them at the cinema. Yeah, so, and I'm yeah. complaining that I had to wait 45 days for fucking Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> this this was the joy of it. I mean, what Paul just said there it was. Um, it's a I different saw, time. <laughs> it, I saw um, Jason Takes Manhattan as my first one, but the first memorable poster for me was the final friday with the silver mask and the serpent yes i'm just looking at it right now that was the first memorable one i mean there's others that i remember from my uncle's bedroom when i was growing up 
But that's the first one I saw that like sort of sticks with us. And I always think Friday Thirteenth straight to that image. But this yeah. one was batshit crazy. Like the one afterwards, like Jason goes to hell. Like the premise of this. Um, Are we moving on to that one now? Yeah. Yep. Right. Can I chuck a couple of quick Easter eggs out there that I noticed watching this one today then? Cool. Go for it. So, this one confirms something that was later confirmed in a comic. Mm-hmm. Jason was a deadite. Right. If you watch this film, the Necronomicon is there in the Voorhees house. All right. Oh my God. And he opens it, and it's the Necronomicon. It is there. Jason yes. is a deadite. There was a comic about Jason being a deadite. Um... So Evil Dead is canon in this movie, then? It is. Um, on top of that, when Steve is trying to get... Um, I can't even remember her name. We'll just call her the four. His daughter, when he's trying to get her back to safety, mm-hmm. she kicks him out of his car, steals his car, and fucks off to the police station. The police ask him, ask her, where did you leave him? Just on Lake Road, past the Myers house. Yeah. So we've got a Halloween reference in there. Right. Then later on, when um, Rufus from Supernatural, Creighton Duke, falls down the cellar, there's a box there that says, Arctic Expedition, Julia Carpenter, the thing. <laughs> there's your Easter egg. And right. then there's Freddy's glove at the end. Yeah, so right. it literally, yeah. it was going to be the final one. So they thought, we'll stick as many horror Easter eggs in here as possible. Jay Carpenter, Maya's house, Necronomicon, Freddy. I know, as when, because as you said, Jason, uh, uh, Freddy versus Jason was meant to come out years ago. They've been planning mm. this for years. Mm. And the sequel, after they actually did bring it out, I know we'll probably talk about after these ones, there were the plans were put in place for Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Mm-hmm. That was the, the big one that they were new, but they could never get the rights in place um, to try and uh, get them all together. But that would that explains that quite a Quite a like I say, I've never seen the neck, I've never known that element to it. Um, because I remember watching this as a kid, um, and not watching it too many times because, as you said, this is the batshit crazy uh element like to it where it when it goes from supernatural to beyond the realms of belief at times, especially when like it starts off the way it starts off, where the whole. US Army or like Coast Guard and everything. Uh, FBI. And Coast Guard. Um, <laughs> well, See, it I, was I, on Crystal Lake, so needed a boat addition there as well. Um, this is a. It started for me absolutely fantastic. Lone woman gets into a cabin, just about to run a bath. Power cut. Here's Jason, and you think, get him. She falls out of the balcony through the table. You think, fuck, she's going to get fucked up. And it turns out she's this like highly skilled FBI agent. At that point, for me, the film is one. The whole aspect when the blue and what, and you see him, and you, for some reason, like it makes him eat Jason's heart, and then he's possessed by Jason. Then every one he comes into contact to just passes on the Jason curse or possession until. Throw something up into them, like yeah. the Jason parasite. And I was just like, "This is where kind of lost as a thing." Like, say, this was the first ever Jason movie I watched. I was like, "What is this the premise for the Friday the Thirteenth? And when you go back and watch them, you're like, "How did they get from here to here?" And like, there's no cor- correlation. It's like someone, I like said, someone in the writing in the writing room would have went, "This will work." People don't need to understand this. People will, like will buy into this, and I was like, um, "Okay." Rugs, lots of them. 
Well, this was um, it was Sean Cunningham. Um, there was the the speculation around Freddy versus Jason for years and years mm -hmm. and years. Um, you know, Jason Takes Manhattan was initially supposed to be Freddy versus Jason, and they couldn't do it because was it the original Jason movies were done by Miramax and the Freddy oh, films were done by New Line Cinema. Yeah, I know. Yeah, maybe, like I said, I can't remember exactly, but it was always to do with rights back and forward. And obviously, Final Friday, it, it's not done by the same production company that did the rest of the Jason movies, yeah. which is why it's not called Friday the 13th. Yeah. You know, it's it's Jason, what is it, Jason, uh, the, you know, Final Friday. Um, and Cunningham had basically just gone, you know what it is, I've been shouting and screaming about wanting to do Freddy versus Jason for God knows how many years. You know, me and Wes have been mates since we did um, Last House on the Left in the early 70s. This is what I want to do. And Cunningham did exactly what um, Kev has just said. It was just a case of I am going to throw as many Easter eggs at this ridiculous yeah. splatter fest as I possibly can. Um, nerding back a little bit, because the one thing about Jason Goes to Hell that I always kind of bonded with a little bit. Anybody remember Splatterhouse? Yeah. Yes. The original Splatterhouse yep. games on the Mega Drive. Uh, games on the Mega Drive. That's what Jason Goes to Hell is. It's mm -hmm. not Friday the Thirteenth. It is Splatterhouse the movie. Yep. Um, and I mean, it's got the highest body count of any Jason film mm -hmm. as well. Yep. I had twenty-eight deaths in this one. It's a death every three minutes. It is just <laughs> savagery. <laughs> Some of this. Like some of this film was crap, yeah. But some oh. of this film was just absolute genius. I would, I loved it. I would have loved loved it more if if it came out and did what Grant had just said, done a splatterhouse movie. Yep. The fact that they made it a Friday the Thirteenth, uh, like I said, I can understand why because it's the Martin and stuff like that. But to me, this is the most un-Jason-like movie of them lot because of like the realm you've got. A, like it takes it to realms where it's never before, but I just have to cut in as well. So I'm laughing my head off at the chat because, like, Charlotte and Donna and them are planning to do something to you, Kev. So if you get someone dressed as a sheep behind you or anything like that, they're, they're planning on, like, say, trying to scare you, I think. My God, <laughs> you've just ruined it. Well, there's a problem for this one, and I'll, I'll put this out there now because this has been done before when I've just woke up and my ex-girlfriend was wearing a clown mask hovering above my face. I don't do fight or flight. I do. I'm going to fucking nut you. So, Charlotte, it's not a good fucking idea. No, we were talking before we went online about the little snippets and all that kind of stuff, and Kev pissing himself on the podcast would have been the perfect little comedy snippet <laughs> wouldn't it? to edit together you know? it's like a little a little comedy short yeah. I, still want, I still want to do the uh, the skipping Michael Myers one I think that'd be brilliant <laughs> well, if you remember Kevin everyone else is kicking off because I told you in the chat who's got your back <laughs> who's your true friend Kev what, what I'm more worried about is what Paul said in another chat like, how can we get him? <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be Charlotte scaring you with a fucking sheet, that's for sure. <laughs> Honestly, you, are, you have no idea how good she is at this sort of shit. She has little fucking ninja feet. She cannot be fucking heard. I'm telling you now, 
middle of summer, sweaty feet, laminate flooring. You can hear going. The thing is, though, I am now. Hear I am now anticipating Charlotte. I am literally anticipating Charlotte coming on screen at any moment just to do a jump scare on all of us. Like I am proper anticipating. Look at them looking around. <laughs> <laughs> She's I'm there. <laughs> I'm not there. I'll turn the light on and prove it. Gosh. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, this this film was absolutely batshit crazy. Like, I love the fact that there was more of a. I'm going to say human element because we got a lot more humanity from this film. Um, we've got idiots that didn't really care, that didn't give a damn. Like the diner scenes with um, Fat Joey that runs it and Pookie. Um, and <laughs> my God, when it, when he get, when she gets fucking elbowed in the jaw and it just collapses her face, I'm sat there thinking, that couldn't happen to a nicer person, you mouthy. She was horrible. And like, I'm, I'm not one for violence towards women at all, but in a horror film, it could be really funny regardless of who it is. Yeah. Um, if it was a bloke, I would have pissed myself laughing just as much. But the fact that she was a mouthy, horrible cow and saying, you're not taking your kid. Like, well, you yeah. kind of had that coming mm. not your kid and you see this one's batshit crazy and the next one's Jason X yes but that's a whole different element to, to like, yeah. <laughs> now, so, just before we move on to Jason X mm-hmm. another bit of trivia for you alright sorry go for it uh, another bit of trivia on this one um, obviously we've all seen the final Friday mm. Um the laugh and the glove at the end, pulling the mask down to hell. Uh, obviously, it's Freddy's laugh and Freddy's glove. Um, who is it? Kane Hodder. It is. Mm. Wikipedia. Yeah, not <laughs> Everyone thinks it's Robert Eglund, but again, it's, it's Kane Hodder. It's Kane Hodder. It yeah. literally, on, on the casting list, it says Kane Hodder, Jason, something else, and Freddy Krueger. Uh, Jason Voorhees, FBI guard, and Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Interesting though, because like say this, like as soon as that happened, it kind of forced the hand. So because the fans, like say, I knew I got like amped up as well, and I think at the time it wasn't when we had in the message boards or anything. I think a lot of people because I used to get Fangoria magazine, and like say the the writers section in there was yeah. just basically filled with people like requesting when's or asking when's Freddy versus Jason. That that's kind of sent it over the edge with the fans. Like, if this was, like, the internet age, like, I know, like, it was just on the cusp when the internet was starting to happen and stuff like that. Could you imagine, like, say, the like the groups or the, the forums and everything blowing up uh, with that little tidbit that we got there? Yep. If it was online, like, the digital age, it would have went absolutely nuts. Mm. Like, like the mass marketing alone without the like without the studios doing anything mm-hmm. so like, was this literally genius. forcing the studio's hand Pretty was much. this like no. the way of doing it no no not at all um mm-hmm. how long after this did freddie um, versus jason come out it was over you. a decade it was, it was trying to I was in development hell. It It was literally a decade. But the thing is, though, the idea has been there since 1987, isn't it? Or 88? Six? 88 or 86. Um, But then, yeah, so Jason Goes to to Hell is released uh, August 13th, 1993. Yep. Spooky. Um <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it, Freddy versus Jason doesn't come out until August 15th, 
I yep. think there was a lot of like uh, development hell and stuff, but the, the scripts and everything and the rewrites, it was in production for that full time. Because I remember, um, like, say, they used to bring out not like images, but used to like always, it was always on the back burner that this was busy in the works behind the scenes. Um, yep. And that was, this was, this movie was kind of the catalyst, and the fans never let go of it. Like, a lot of things mm. where, you, you make you kind of think, oh, we want it to happen, but after a few years or like it's here so long, you kind of like, oh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but fans never give up on this, and that's why we got the film that we did, is because <laughs> as I said, it's it was almost like the red Ryan Reynolds Deadpool moment, where the fans kind of got on board and just never let the studio forget and say to to, to not do this, um, like it could have been like say, at the time. If it was down to the internet, we probably would have got the movie a lot quicker. Because as soon yeah. as, like I said, as Ryan Reynolds really? released that Deadpool, uh, even though he, he claims it wasn't him. Oh, he did. <laughs> of course it was. He said there was, he says, what was it? There was 15 people in that room. And I was one of the 15. <laughs> Yeah, and we all could have quite easily did it, but I did it, and he just he <laughs> says it himself. <laughs> yeah. So back back to the grand question: What's everyone's favourite kill on this film? Oh, I can't answer. A lot of them. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I you don't see No, I didn't get a chance. I didn't get a chance, mate. I was I fell asleep through Manhattan, and it just threw everything off. But I am going. I do want to watch it. That's the thing. This this one, Manhattan and Jason X, were the only ones I was like proper pumped about. Like really excited to watch. I think mine was a double head smash. That where he just gets the two coppers and boom. Um, for me, and it's a cinematic uh, masterstroke. Is the the girl in the tent? Um, we're talking about yes. second yes. deaths, and in the uncut version of this particular scene, either we've got a genius cameraman, or this lady's genitals are akin to that of a Barbie or Ken doll, because the the line that the bottom of the camera takes against where her genitalia should be is so slight that you should be able to see something and you can't. It's a very, very gratuitous scene. Yeah. But while all of this is going on, she's on top of her boyfriend and she rears back like that. And then the tent pole just comes through from behind and, and splits her in half up through the sternum and then across one shoulder like that. It's an absolutely savage mm. Death. Um, it is. Talking about not too much blood or gore and what have you occasionally in Friday the 13th films. This one made no bones about the splatter, and that oh, scene is so, it's something special. The it first really, thought, really is. The yeah. first thought I had with that is she didn't know if she was coming or going. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's an interesting If you're point going, you've, you've might just, as well be on the job. Yeah, interesting point you've just said, though, Grant, about the uncut, because wasn't this one of the first ones where we actually got like. A kind of like an uncut or director's cut version of, of the movie because it came out um, not too long after the original thing. So I remember going back and I'm sure there's two versions of this movie. There is. Mm-hmm. There is. There's a very heavily cut version of it, which I think has only got about 14 or 15 confirmed deaths in it. Yeah. Um, and that scene isn't shot you don't see the bit where she gets ripped in half. It's just you see her rear back and then it cuts to Jason going through the tent and then a splatter across the guy's face without yeah. actually visibly seeing her getting 
ripped in two, so to speak. And then, yeah, there's there's like an extended cut of it where they put in all of the death insinuations because there's a couple of off-screen deaths and they massively expand some of the splatter to make it yeah. truly vicious. I'm just reading it now, yeah. It's a, it's a good death, that one. Actually, I totally forgot about that one. Uh, the, the part that pisses me off about this film more than anything, it's ridiculous. Like, we're nine films in by this point. We know <laughs> Devorhees family quite well. We know Jason quite damn well. All of a sudden, he's got a rich family in the middle of nowhere that nobody's ever heard of, but they're in Camp Crystal fucking Lake, and they've got a family fucking dagger that's magical and turns into a knife when someone else is holding it. <laughs> and I'm sat there thinking, we're nine fucking films in, and some fucking daft bounty hunter has had to find this out. Are you taking the piss? <laughs> Creighton Duke is an amazing fucking character. I loved him. I you know, absolutely loved him. You know what's the actor's name again? Oh, I've got to Is Rufus in Supernatural? Um, yeah. it is. I'll tell you who it is because one of the trivia bits here was because it was who auditioned for it was Tony Todd. Yeah, but but it went to Steve Williams. Stephen yeah. Williams. So yeah, is this? Is this something akin to a zip in the Alien movie? Probably. <laughs> I absolutely hate that. Like when nine films in, and out of nowhere, there's a knife. But when a Voorhees touches it, it turns into a mysterious family fucking dagger, and literally changes its entire shape and physicality. It's just like no. And then all of a sudden, this woman's an acrobat that can do backflips over a nine-foot bloke and stick a knife in him. So, with that element, because I know, like, say how long we've been on already. We'll move on to the most yeah, amazing and ridiculous concept of all, Jason in space. Jason can you, ima- can you imagine if this film came out in the 80s or the late ni- early 90s and the voiceover for it in the trailer, he's back, he's big, he's bad, he's a robot? It, <laughs> in space, are you having a lot of floods? What was it? Uh, what was it? What was it? What was the, the tagline? Something about... Uh, Something getting an upgrade, or was something uh, evil got an upgrade, or something like that? Yeah, evil uh, got upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking awful. I was yes, so looking forward old. to watching this. It's fantastic, but it is fantastically terrible. Like, it's got brilliant kills in it. Paul mentioned that one before, and that one, without a doubt, top five Jason kills. Love it. Yeah. The sleeping bag double bill. Top five chasing kills. <laughs> Love it. The there whole, is so got, It's like in the future they've got Jason on ice and they decide. I don't know. What's yeah. an idea? We'll bring a serial killer to space. <laughs> because come Crystal Lake is a fucking military research center now. <laughs> the best part of that film is the simple fact that the fella that has decided we're not going to freeze Jason but want him moved to a research facility is David Cronenberg. Yeah, man. That's my favourite part of the film. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It's got got everything. It's got androids, nanobots. Sex Um... with androids. (laughs) What's an Uber? Before nipples fall off. What's an... Put the nipples on the android and they keep dropping off. (laughs) What's an Uber Jason? Like, Kane Hodder is credited as Jason Voorhees. Robot Jason. Uber Jason. Robot Jason. after Jason's been beaten up by the android and he's been... Goes into there and she goes, oh, no. He's in the rebuild center, and you see Jason getting attached by nanobots, and that's why he's hot mask ones from like. Yep. Oh. So, he's, so he's half human, well, quarter human, 
half monster with Jason and then half robot. And like the, like everything about him is like he's the ultimate killing machine. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. I mean, even the lines in it, like the meta humor is really bad. Like with the space marines, like the captain of the space marines, when he gets stabbed through the wall, he's like, oh, it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to kill this old sea dog. And then a knife comes through and goes through his stomach. He's like, yep. That'll do it. Like, really? Come on. It's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, am, it's, it's amazing this got greenlit. It's amazing it, it is. actually made this movie. And it so is. Me and Charlotte tried watching it before. She fucked off halfway through it. This is after shouting at me in the group chat yesterday saying, wait until I get home and watch Jason X. And I'm sat there going, don't worry, I will. Halfway through it, this is awful. But the Your thing idea. Is, this this did this didn't this wasn't a movie that came out to DVD or straight to VHS. This oh, got, got cin- a cinematic got release. A cinematic release. Did I, it? I went to the pictures to see this. There was me, the last I was seeing at the time, and some little old Indian woman in the middle row in front of her. So we're sat at the back, as you do when you're a young couple, and there's this little old Indian woman sat there in a full like sari and stuff like that, and she was pissing herself laughing through this. <laughs> it was fantastic. One of my favourite cinematic experiences, apart from watching Crawl with Charlotte, because there was a couple of like there was a couple of old couples in front of us that remembered what creature features were about and loving that film. Um, oh wow. Apart from that, some little old Indian woman laughing her arse off and cheering Jason on was mm. it was fantastic. <laughs> it was oh, I love spectacular that. time jump in Jason X as well. Because um, after the initial uh, setup where he kills off Cronenberg and the guy frantically manages to uh, freeze Jason in the cryogenic chamber, we then get a jump of 400 years. Um, and then they, they unearth Jason's cryogenically frozen body and take him up onto the uh, onto the space station and all of that kind of stuff. It's like, it's... it's just wow. Kind of all the things they find when they're archaeologists digging up Earth 400 years from now, they dig up Jason. Goddamn boys. It is absolutely <laughs> insane. I love the fact that they've done that. Um, I love yeah. the fact that this one had um, Fun Boy in it as well from The Crow. Mm. And who was also in Supernatural. Um, Charlotte pointed that one out earlier because I'd missed it. Um, but yeah, this, this film was just. Like to green light this, like people must have been on some fucking hallucinogenics. It was bad, like bad, bad, bad. But some of the kills were great. But to be fair, though, this was the one that killed the, the franchise. I know we yeah. got some things afterwards, but this one that did there was no coming back from type thing. Like, no. the, like how can you do a sequel to Jason X? What's the next one? Jason Back in Time, like versus, Jason the, versus the Terminator. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I'd, I'd Arnie walks that. and sticks a nut on him. <laughs> I'd pay to say that too. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see Arnie stick a nut on anyone these days. This Jason X, though, well, that's a massive difference in because they all came out like quite soon after each other. And you, yeah. the last, like, it went from 93 to then 2002. Yeah, there's this one. Like, that's a, that's a long time. And that's what you waited for. <laughs> yeah, it, I was absolutely furious because there wasn't much marketing for this. We've got posters and magazines and things and little pictures. That's about it. 
Um, so I was really looking forward to it based on the fact that we didn't have much marketing. I was thinking this is going to be class. And when I went to see it, I was literally sat there like, my fucking God, I've, I've just paid to see this. And it was at the UCI, so it wasn't very cheap anyway. I'd like food and drinks on top of that. It wasn't very cheap to the fact that um, I'd not long left school. I think I'd been out of school a couple of years and I was still on a youth apprenticeship scheme. Um, so I was probably only making about 30 quid a week. <laughs> so, and you um, spent it on? Jason X. Yeah, I was wow. I wasn't too I know, but as like, a, as a, like as years have come and you understand the horror genre a bit better, do you not think that it's like it is actually fits the horror genre perfectly? Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm trying to give it something. I really am. <laughs> the the kills are great. It fits a sci-fi element, but it's not it really does. a horror film anymore type aspect. It's um, more a sci-fi comedy. Yeah. Yeah. But one thing it's, I think we can more, all agree on. It's closer to BS balls than it is to Friday. It is. <laughs> I think one thing we can all agree on, the kills were fantastic. Yeah. Like there were some brutal and brilliant ones there. Mm-hmm. There was oh. it was fun. This is I can understand why Jake loves this one. <laughs> because Jake just loves bad films to be fair though. It, he, it's he not a bad film. He wants to talk he's, about Batman versus uh, Batman and Robin and stuff. He's <laughs> he's got that sense of humor where he can see the comedy aspect of it without yeah. getting angry. Yeah. Me, so I, get, mellow. I, I get really angry at these things. Like Jake's like my auntie Kev. It's like the opposite. Of me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm the auntie Jake. Like we're complete opposites with this sort of thing. And I love the fact that I can see why he loves this sort oh of thing. God, I feel like I've not seen Jake in like a forever. I know it's I miss Jake so much. <laughs> yeah, I think he's coming on on Friday for the Sandman episode. Yeah. Um, but yes, so this one, it was a choice. They made it, <laughs> and they made it, and it was done. It was a film. It was there. made. <laughs> um, I love that, Jason X. It was a choice. So, <laughs> getting into the, n- not getting into the negative and slagging off films, which we don't really no, do. No, we don't do. So we'll move on to what I believe was a success, and I really yes. love this film. Me and too. I think it flopped big style oh, when it came shush. out of the pictures, though. Yep, it, 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 did. it didn't do well. But I think it's probably found its audience a bit more... Um, this was one of the first films I picked up on uh, VCD as well. Can you remember them when you used to oh, get yes. film on two discs? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the pirate from CM Car Booty. Um, yeah. Like I say, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I, I loved it. Love it. And I saw this in the cinema because so my ex worked in the cinema and I got to just go and watch as many films as I want to for free. Um, and this I watched so many times i absolutely love it but this introduced me to one of my favorite bands of all time by accident um and it's a very very underrated band called el nino all right i thought you were gonna say destiny's child no um i actually (laughs) i liked kelly Rowland in this film i thought she was quite funny um but it introduced me to el nino through um through the the title track how can i live Mm -hmm. um i love that song and i love the music video for it um this film had a great soundtrack it was a very new metal soundtrack very of its time like it even was. watching it now i still get like that that you know that feeling of like oh my god yep. <laughs> i feel i feel 20 again yep. um, <laughs> um i just love it i thought it was such a great concept such i visually i thought it was great i could have done without some of the um the teen acting choices yeah. in it but 
that aside, the two of them together were unreal. Like Robert England just like he's just he's, Robert England, isn't he? He chews the scenery. The, the only complaint I had about this film is the oh, you're scared of water. He was just walking through a fucking lake to tip a boat over before. No, he's not. Yeah, I do love bad. I do love the opening with right. the where where it explains Freddie. Because like yeah. if you're not a fr- I'm not a huge Freddie fan. Um mm-hmm. and if you if you're not, then that is such a good like way of getting to know yeah. who Freddie is. Cause then it goes through the sequence of the film, so you don't have to. <laughs> I, um, I love that. I love the opening to that film. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was good. I think the voiceovers were really good. I think a lot of the acting was really good. Um, I can't remember his name now. I think it's Warren, the blonde kid that escapes from the Institute with him. Yes. Um, he is a really, really underrated actor. He mm-hmm. was fantastic as Max in Supernatural, mm-hmm. um, who had the powers with Sam. Yeah. Um, so I loved that he popped up in this because I'm a, I'm a big, big fan of his style of acting. He works very well with Manic. Um, and he, he looked like one of the lads that I used to know um, called Aaron. Um, so instantly I felt a connection with him. Yeah. Um, the music was really good. Freddie, like Robert Englund, was really sinister. And this has my second favourite Jason kill of all time in it, which was the stab through the bed and then smash the bed in half. Yeah. Yes. Unbelievable. The only complaint I had was when Freddie become some kind of slug worm monster thing. The Freddy pillar. The, that, the stoner pillar. Yeah, that was the only thing that I kind of lost me a little bit in this movie. But Freddy always done daft stuff though. Yeah, but oh. like I say but as a whole, like I say I love the idea that this community would start drugging the kids so that they couldn't dream yeah. anymore, and then that was there great. Was, and that there was people like I say locked away and that was why Freddy would basically lost his powers and that's what but the only thing question is is how close is Camp Crystal Lake to Elm Street and why do these places say how quickly it got uh, Jason to come over but um, like I say how Freddy was manipulating him trying to be Mrs. Voorhees as well and when they finally got down to it in the face-offs like say Freddy versus Jason in Dreamworld and then bringing him into the real world and like having that face-off um with Jason and Freddy, like again, I was probably the more of a bigger fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street. That was my first introduction into horror as a kid before I start like watching Halloween. Yeah. That was my introduction to horror movies. Like Nightmare on Elm Street was my favorite horror film as a kid. Uh, number three, absolutely, is in my Dream top Warriors. five like, like sequels that, that was yeah. ever made. Um, but I always want. I thought Freddie might have beaten Jason, but I'm glad we got like say an ambiguous ending, where it was kind of like nobody kind of got the better of each other. It was kind of like yeah. like a, a score draw type thing. But mm-hmm. I'm just glad that we didn't get more from this because it left it open and left it slowly. But just down to like say the box office, we didn't kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film. I thought some of the acting was really good. Um, I thought the story was really good. It was really well written at parts. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie was really, really well written in this one. Um, I didn't even mind Kelly Rowland. I thought she was quite funny in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the copper who was in Scary Movie, I thought he was really good oh, in it. Oh, I love um, him. He's just, yeah, he's good in general. He's a good actor. Um, mm-hmm. The story Paul was on about with the um, the 
sleep pills, um, like the dream ones. I can't remember what they're called, but uh, they were uh, that was really well done. But you're telling me that wasn't creepy as fuck when they get into the facility and they all sit up and start pointing. Like, oh, you fucking horrible yeah. bastards. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a fun fact as well. Um, the stunt guy mm-hmm. for Freddy in the Boiler Room yep. was Rey Mysterio. All ah, right, very cool. Nice. Nice. I've just learned that right there. <laughs> Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> I, know I know you've been quite quiet, like sitting back and listening, but what, like I would love to know what your thoughts on this one there, Grant. I, as you guys have already covered quite on mass, there was the film that everybody wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the film that had been talked about and speculated since the mid eighties. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. The the one bit about Freddy versus Jason that I think is it, it sounds weird saying that it's wonderful given the context of it, yeah. but it's the first time that they truly address the true evil of what Freddy is. Mm. You know, he's a pedophile and a child killer, and that opening sequence, like what Sammy was on about, it's the mm-hmm. bit where he's sitting there with his scrapbook with the pictures of the kids, and he's licking the kids as he's sticking them in there. Yeah. My The big problem I always had with the Nightmare on Elm Street films was that Freddie himself wasn't scary. Freddie became mm-hmm. a parody of yeah. himself yeah. very, yeah. very quickly. Um, you know, admittedly, Robert Englund is a massively charismatic villain and it lends well to Freddie. But, you know, you had Freddie the lunchbox, Freddie the flamethrower, you know, Freddie the cartoon for kids and that kind of stuff. Freddie didn't get an evil enough backstory for him to be a villain. And in Freddie versus Jason, they take Freddie back to being a sick motherfucker mm-hmm. and i love that i yeah. really really like the fact that it wasn't here's funny freddy you know yeah. and all that kind of stuff it was here is a really really horrible villain he still had some comedy moments but of course you were 100 yeah. bang on with that he was yeah. horrible yeah, yeah. it's just showed the true monster that he is they were always Absolutely. afraid to pull the trigger with freddy yeah, like they were, they were afraid to say he was a nonce, he was yeah. a child killer. They insinuated it heavily. Yeah, but the fact that he got let off with it in court and stuff like that, and yeah. got away with it, mm-hmm. so they also insinuated that he might have been innocent. But, but they, <clears throat> they they rectified that and didn't with apologize. The remake. With oh, absolutely, uh huh. Yeah. But that was after this one. Yeah, yeah. So but did it, you not think this that, that might have just helped the fact because finally someone was seeing it, someone yeah, was I, actually bringing forth what this fucking person this monster actually is yeah um i thought i just i love that opening so much i yeah. thought it was it's such so brilliantly done it is such a good one um i, I don't think there's much that i could nitpick with this one to be no, honest with you i think neither. as far as a slasher film goes and as far as mm-hmm. like a modern slasher film mm-hmm. goes it, it's as close to a perfect slasher film as you're going to get. I absolutely love it. I will have so much time for this movie. Mm-hmm. So much time. But I do not like the bit where Carly Rowland gets her nose pulled. Oh, oh <laughs> I, think, I think the CG, and that's terrible. Yeah, oh. I, think, I think a lot of the CG, and that, again, just a nitpick, the CGI in it, Wobby's. Yeah, they probably didn't have the budget to do the full thing yeah. because some of the things didn't element when they done the practical effects, like when that when they had the them iron rods falling and landing that was through, great through Jason. It was like fuck yeah, that's taking them out yeah and and, and, and making it harder for him to thing and just having Freddy like say pulling the strings like the puppet master he was yeah um 
but then taking it back to Camp Crystal Lake, which again, um, if if by the previous Friday the Thirteenth as goes by, it's like got the Myers house down the road. It's got uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like, You'll uh, have ash kicking so, about somewhere. So now we know because of um this and Final Friday. Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th happen within five miles of each other. Yeah. <laughs> There's a radius. <laughs> what would you want to live there? But uh, I'm glad we. Like, the only. I'm glad we didn't get one of the ones that was pitched. That was Freddy versus Jason versus Michael. I don't think that element would no. have worked. I as don't well. want to see that either. Because no. no. Michael Myers has a different feel and different element to. Yeah. Ash. I'm, I would have been all in for Ash. All for Ash. Ash had the comedy chops for it. Um, Halloween was never about being a funny film. No, it's not. This is just, this, and this is why house. I don't particularly like comparing the two. Yeah. Because they're very, very different. Yeah. Like you, without Halloween, we don't have slashes. Yeah. And it's such a different feel to how Jason actually is. Like, I don't know that there's more, there's more psychological horror in Michael than there is actual. Mm-hmm like slasher horror yeah. than what is in Jason. Does that make sense? Am I, yeah. or am I talking no, shit? No, no, no. It's, um, Halloween's a straight horror film. Like yeah. It's played, it's played for horror. It's played for cheese and for horror. Friday 13th, you do get some laughs in there and it's intentional. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, that is, the, the, for me, it is more definition of slasher than what Halloween yeah. has evolved into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily where it started from, but where it has evolved to. Yeah. So, favorite kills in Freddy vs. Jason? Oh, um, probably the bed one. That was just that's hilarious. Like, um, I thought that was brutal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. On that one. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree because I really, honestly, anytime I think of that film, it's the nose. Yeah. Got your nose. <laughs> I, I, I think for a Jason kill, that's possibly my second favorite in the entire franchise. I just love the end fight between mm. them two. Oh, like, I. I don't want any of the teenagers to take me out of that. I just want to stay with them in that yeah. fight. And I like, and I, I, and I probably like as Kev's little complaint about uh, Jason being scared of water, but that kind of made not sense. But that was the whole play with Freddy's scared of fire, so the fire and water, so like the opposites as well. Yeah. So that was the, like and that. it was kind of like an interesting fail, but yeah, it it did work, um, but it it kind of didn't at the same time because you've seen them both with fire and water and like yeah. different films but it's... with this one it wasn't the water aspect it was the fact that Freddy was drowning him yeah so that was that, that would have been a fear for him not being yeah, water, would have, the, uh-huh. fact, the fact that it's, he was drowning so it's the drowning part that might, might have been like the explainable again it was never fully explained so it's just yeah kind of like, so it's, it's kind of left open for you to interpret but yes, so because I know we are getting on, like I say, it's going to be one of the yeah. long ones. Uh, it's talk the last about one. the last one, the the supernatural one. <laughs> I've not seen it, but uh, Charlotte's favourite. Charlotte yeah. says speaks so highly of it. No, no, Charlotte speaks highly of Jared Padalecki. There's a yes. difference. She the did, film itself, she did she point ignores, that out. Yeah, she ignores the film and just watches him. To be fair, though, three quarters of the movie is a brilliant movie. It's just one aspect that's a quarter of it that's in that takes the the whole premise and doesn't it doesn't work as well where they kind of like humanize Jason and they give him yeah try to the basically for me the Rob zombie did a little bit where they give yeah. Jason an explanation like they've done a bell system so that Jason knows where everyone is around Camp Crystal 
Uh, I thought that was quite clever. I like uh, that. I hated it. I thought it, was, it didn't need to be. It's like something that you don't need to know or like leave that to the imagination. And then mm-hmm. Jason's captioning people because he reminds them of his mother or his sister. I didn't I like, like that part. I was like, yeah. this, is, this is a bit bullshit. Uh, I didn't like that part. However, mm-hmm. my favourite kill of the franchise is in this one. And it's one that me and Charlotte were talking about before. Mm-hmm. Where he gets her and hangs her up in a sleeping bag and sets a fire under her. Yes. That is yeah. brutal as mm-hmm. fuck. Oh. He burns her alive inside a sleeping bag. My God, that feels like how I am right now. It, it was horrible, but it also had the bear trap, which went with it. So mm-hmm. it was, I, that, and that was before the credits came up. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that part hooked me. I was on a date watching that and she was talking about like, Fire. I had mixed feelings about this one from exactly what Paul has said there because I, I am Friday the 13th nut. I have seen all of the originals so many times and when the 2009 one came out I was kind of watching away and I was enjoying it and it, you know me I'm very much it's all multiverse you know I, I never yeah, get it's wound up with anything but this was two, this was 11 years ago 12 years ago um, when it came out and the moment Jason took a prisoner I was like yeah. no boys out of the pram yep. Jason takes no prisoners oh, uh, snaps yeah. the DVD in half that never happened I, I, was, I was impressed fucking was, um, livid at the it, fact he took a prisoner it was however Good to see Jason running for the first time since part three, where he yeah. runs over and plants the machete in the face. Oh my head. god, Grant's little outbursts, man. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do them very often, but when he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously, I have watched it since, and me and Kev mentioned this briefly um, before in relation to like the, our depiction, what we like about our depictions of Jason and what have you. And I do think they get Jason visually yes. really really right in this Everybody film he's like he's the perfect mix between kane and cj because cj as much as i adore kane hodder i think cj is probably my favorite jason out of them he's got he's got the bulk of kane yeah. but he's got the height that cj had to make jason a just, really really intimidating monster yeah. just um, looking at the poster alone it like visually he looks spectacular that's jason for me and that's the element that kind of sells you on it and like again i know we're taking the piss out of um like i say moose being in it from supernatural um the casting was brilliant for this as well like the douchebags were perfect the friends were actually actually likable he actually cared about the characters a little bit as well like the lasses the what i thought this was uh, element as well. It brought it back to the original again. I'll get the pistol I was in the chat. It was kind of like uh, the best way and the most weird way to show tits in this movie as well. Like a lass gets a head spoked in a head and they pulls up and just to show a, a tits pop out uh, in the water as well. So it's kind of nice. like um, inventive was, ways. Um... Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I jumped in there. Yeah, so inventive ways just to like get them at type of original type of aspects. But they try to modernise it by, as I said, making Jason a bit more human, trying to make you feel sorry for Jason. We don't need to feel sorry for Jason. That's, that's no, we that don't. Going. We have to, like, we like Jason. We want to see Jason kill people, but then we want to see the hero thing. And to be honest, I did, like, say, want to see Sam die at, at one point because, fair enough, he was the big actor. 
but we want the final girl. We want yeah. Yeah. Uh, that aspect. We don't need the big hero to survive. Um, but the set pieces, like Camp of Crystal Lake, hasn't looked as beautiful as as well in any of the other films. Like like the set pieces, everything was creepy. Everything was well done. Yeah. It's just the added an element that we didn't need. Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty good summary of it, to be honest with you. I mean, there's lots of it we didn't need, but I think a lot of it worked. Um, the tits thing that you mentioned before, um, I don't think we needed it, to be honest with you, just to dunk through the pier and then watch the head I don't mind a bit of tit in a, in a film. So. I'm not bothered by it, but it, it's not needed. Um, in, in the old films, yeah. It probably was because it would have got the young horny teens in, but in like the date like two thousand and nine, no one's really bothered about it. You've got broadband, you've got Pornhub. You don't need to go. To the I do you not think it's like just a bit of a homage to the tits of the past? Yeah, it, it probably was. was but it, it <laughs> you probably would have worded it much better than that is. <laughs> it just it, it wasn't really needed. And um, this one had some brutal kills in it, though. Derek Mears was just vicious as fuck. Um, I, like I've, I can't express the love I've got for that man. I mean, he was brilliant as Swamp Thing as well. He was literally the only damn good thing about that show. I was looking at a picture of him earlier, and he is—he's a Hulk. Massive. He's well, a Hulk. just before we start wrapping it up and finishing this fantastic episode, who is your favorite, Jason? Jason. Like which actor <laughs> is your favorite, Jason? I don't know. I am. See, I, I didn't really notice them that much throughout the years. Oh, um, like I say, probably my favourite incarnation of him was probably the, the Jason in Manhattan, just because I loved that film. Like, I think he give like, say, it's the only one where you get Jason has his, has his own personality, where he's not just running through the like the town and you're seeing clips of his hand, clips of his leg. This one you saw Jason's full body moving. Yeah how he hunted, how he just walked forward and walked through things as well, how he breathed. That that was, like I say, a new tone and thing, aspect that I don't think we got before. Yeah. That, that's that's probably like my shout for that one. That's the level of respect that Keen give to the character. And being more for me as well. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just laughing as well because Beth's just said Jason Donovan. Excellent. <laughs> no, it's, it's, Excellent. See, it's it's a tough call for me because I love Derek Mears, um, mm. as like his version of Kane, um, of, of Jason, sorry. Um, but because he only got one film and we didn't get to see where he took it, and mm-hmm. Kane Hodder is the man that's played, played Jason the most, yeah. we got to see development. We got to see what he'd done with the character to introduce new <laughs> aspects to it, to get some more brutality going. I'm going to have to say Kane. Yeah. I love Kane. For all all the reasons, but Ted White, who played him in Final Chapter, who's the first time that you see the hockey mask on, is Ted White. And the what I've read about him today, first time you see him with the hockey mask on. That was part three. No, yes. that's not what I meant. <laughs> that is not what I meant. When what I mean? When did Ted White play him in Thingy as well? Hang on, because Ted White Kane, Kane Hodder <gasps> played him in um, the Final Chapter. Yeah, no, Ted no, White it's, it's Richard Brooker in three. It's yeah. Ted White in, in Final Yes, Channel. that's and, right. Yeah. And it was yeah. Richard who did the... Yes, that's right. But Ted, for me, just there was something about he, the way he stood, the way he, like his presence, kind of like... Because I was convinced at first I was looking at Kane Hodder. Yeah, he was uh, commanding. Yes, 
Uh huh. Arsehole, apparently, but Probably. yeah, he's, he didn't. He was never credited as Jason for years because he was so ashamed of the work he did that it took years for him to come around and be like, oh, hang on a minute, this actually was a good thing, and then asked to be credited. Yeah. Him and Tom Savini butted heads so many times, because but until he realised that Tom was actually in, a stuntman himself, yeah. that he started to, to like him. Yeah, Tom knows his stuff, that's the thing. If yeah. he's telling you to do something, just do it, because he just knows do it. what he wants. Yeah, exactly. He but no, I did like him, presence-wise, but Kane will always be my Jason. Yeah. Can Grant? Um, I'm always torn. Um, I love um, CJ's Jason um, because I I just do. I think CJ Graham uh, gets it absolutely spot on in Jason Lives um, with regards to the way that Jason moves and just the sheer kind of size and bulk of the man. He's an absolute, he is, he's a fucking hulk of a bloke. but the the aesthetics involved in some of Kane Hodder's um, depictions, um, you know, with the, with the exception of the sleeping bag scene, we've kind of shit all over um, Seven, and rightly so, because it is absolutely terrible. But Kane in Seven, where he's been, you know, uh, what is it, carry, you know, pound shop carry, whatever the fuck her name yeah. is, um, when she resurrects Jason and it breaks the chain, and you've got Kane wandering around with that great big chain around his neck uh, for the entire time. And it, it's... And you can see the spinal column. Exactly, when he turns his back. And it, it, it there's a little bit in relation to the spinal column as well that I think is absolutely beautiful in a weird way. You know that I often use the word beautiful somewhat uh, <laughs> out of context. Um, but it, there's almost like a scoliosis thing going yeah. on with the visible spine which adds to the, you know, the kind of the physical deformities that Jason was supposed to have from early on in life. It's not like they just give you a straight spine down his back. When they turn, you see his spine go off to the right on his shoulders and then cut back in to suggest that he's a little bit hunched and what have you. I thought that was an amazing little thing. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, As far as the actor playing him is concerned, uh, definitely CJ. As far as what the rest of the team did to make Jason an absolute monster, Kane Hodder. Um, I think if if it stuck with CJ for the Kane Hodder films, then no offence to Kane. I adore the man. But I think if they put all of that makeup on CJ, then Jason would have been absolutely diabolical. Yeah. In a good way. In, yeah. a, in a very, very good way. It's what you want out of horror yeah. as a diabolical villain. I know, exactly. And I know, like I said, there's been rumours for years that, like I said, the, the last one with like that came out, again, flopped big style. Like I said, it seems to be like when they try and make the movies, it, they're not getting, like I said, either the the right with the fans or right with the audiences but i know for the future what uh they've been trying to do and they've been trying to do for uh, years but i think it's been finally being greenlit a tv show is on the on the horizon yeah oh, well, there was a friday happened. 13th show but it had nothing to do with jason oh no that yeah, one it was like needful things wasn't yeah, it yeah but yeah. there is a new one supposed to be on yeah there's there's news there's news come out that something jason related is going to be happening yeah, shortly but I, yeah. yeah i'm not too sure mm. i just hope they don't go down the route that 
not Halloween because that was its own thing, but what Texas Chainsaw Massacre did on Netflix. Oh, fuck that shit. oh my god! I <laughs> hope to God we don't have like uh, one of the final it. girls coming out for revenge on Jason. I really hope that is not a fucking thing that is like gonna continue on in horror. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind like I say if they were gonna do a TV show. Um, go back to the basics, like shoot it like um, American Horror Story style, like with but like say. Not like the movie, but when they did not like the whole show, but like when they done the the nineteen eighty four episode where they done the camp, yeah. Have the yeah. other elements, build it up. Like say, don't just come straight in with like Jason killing things. He's like, Jason. J- Jason comes in mid season near the end, but get us to know the characters, get us to care. That's the thing. Yeah. Get us to care, and will it? Oh, you'll have a winner on your hands. Um, look at look at Chucky. Oh, Chucky was amazing. I mm-hmm. love that show. It's sl- slow burner, but slow when, burner, but it pays you, off. When you get to I the end it. of that season, it's one of the better horror seasons they've done in a while. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can see it working. I and mean, I think it would be an interesting choice to do TV with Jason. And I generally think it could work. Mm-hmm. It would be different than just slapping another film out there. Yeah. Be very different. Um, I mean, there's a couple of things they could do with it. Um, obviously, having a slow burn kind of thing. Um, I I don't think they should jump straight in with Jason. I think they should use the first episode, obviously, to set the story, yeah, set the tone, get used to a few characters. Right at the end, sort of hear that and see Jason walk past a window or something. Yeah. Make then like for the second episode, still character build, but like sort of have Jason in the background of a couple of scenes stalking. Mm-hmm. And figuring out what's what, like that, that could kind of build it and bring the atmosphere and the tone yeah. through. Um, and then, like episode three, just straight into the slaughter. Straight in, just fucking hack and slash. Left, total left field. Go Bates Motel to show us what uh, Jason's uh, relationship with his mother was really like. Kind of like that. I don't want to know. Um, yeah, I, I, I literally, I have no interest in that. Yeah, really. um, I'm kind of like what, we know from the stories what his relationship with his mother was like. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I like she, she kind of like babied him, and he was a mama's boy, and mm-hmm. like she was a very overbearing mother. It, True, Bates I, Motel's I, pretty much covered it already. Yeah, but I quite enjoyed Bates Motel. I thought, like, oh, I wish really. I could get into it. But essentially, you'd be watching the same thing again. Mm, true. You would, essentially, because... It's the same relationship. Yeah. All of these horror characters have the same relationship with the mothers. Oh, it's yeah. the same story repeatedly. And it's, if you've watched it once, you've watched it twice. What is it? It's the, the serial killer trope? Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're all mama's boys, essentially. They're all mama's boys? Yeah. Um, I still haven't finished... Um, Bates Motel, but I was bloody enjoying that. So that's one me and Charlotte need to go back to. I know. I need. I need to revisit. Vera was fucking amazing. Oh, she was brilliant. I did watch the first season. I need to get back into it. It's just again, it's one of those things that's kind of easy to put off because something else big within pop culture has come out. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's what we put it off for. Um, but I thought he was really good as a young Norman Bates. Um, mm-hmm. He was. He's a good actor. He, he was fantastic for a young head. He was, uh, oh, he held his own. He's, he's I'm going to wrap this bad boy uh, up because I'm starving. <laughs> and I oh, hate the fact it. that I know I've got food in the kitchen. But um, yeah, so thank you guys for coming on. I know. Yes, like, thank and, you. And thank you for everyone that stayed in the chat as well. Like I said, it's been a long one, so I appreciate it, especially in this heat. Yeah, um, and it's been great. I love doing this kind of like format of like going through each one of them. It's been fantastic. Thank you. And Charlotte, it's a good thing you didn't scare her because you would have got cold tea thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
next week's going to be a bit, a bit of a different tone, shall we say. We've got Charlotte returning. We're going to do animals and movies, so we're going to see lots of Sam crying. Um, Can't wait. Exactly. Yeah, Charlotte was like, is it a top five? Paul was like, Sam hasn't seen enough animal programs. I don't want watch them. No. So who's going to mention Watership Down? Oh, there's going to be, be so many things. Cartoons, like you say, movies. Cartoons oh, and everything. So we're going all animals and film. But we also have a special episode on Friday of Sandman. Yes, we're going to review the Sandman. We weren't planning on doing it, but like I say, I think we've been taking it back. To get on that. How, how good. And like I say, we want to talk about it so badly. So we're going to fit in Friday. Um, then the week after that, Kev's returning and we're doing a review of Jaws. So yeah. that's, that's going to be fucking yeah. interesting. Trust it's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited for that. And then September kicks in and then we've got a month of October to plan. Yeah. Which uh, Sam is doing. And if one of the plans do come off, we might do a, a podcast from a spooky location. Uh, see if we can scare each other as well. So that should be fun. Yeah, but we've got all that to cut. We've got so much to come and more before we get to October. Mm-hmm. So please come and join us on YouTube, anywhere that you get your podcast from. Like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Anything else that you need to do? <laughs> no, that's it. Like, say, follow Charles us. Like, Book Club. Charles Book Club. Charles Book Club. Um, again, like I say, we've hit well over um a thousand subscribers on youtube now so it's just basically getting people to watch now so please uh tell everyone to to join in and like yeah. say, uh, more people are joining the chats the more people seem to ha- be having fun and we do read the chat because sometimes you talk sometimes you do talk shit i'm not gonna lie you just talk bullshit most of the time looking at you Good goodwill <laughs> <laughs> We love you so much, Goodwill. <laughs> thank you very much, Kevin Grant, thank for joining you. us two weeks in a row. So also yes. before we, before everyone runs off, go and vote for the boys from the dwarf. We don't want Buffy to win. Yes, boys from the dwarf. Come on, we want Red Dwarf to win. I think it's pretty easy. That's going to win. But uh, next time, I think we will start after that. It's going to be computer games. So I'm going to start one with that. So hopefully, uh, we'll do a vote to see which top sixteen makes it into the tournament. Uh, I'm going to go from there but yes uh, same bat time same bat channel see you nerdy everyone bye